the What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. Our movie this week is The Matrix Revolution. Woo-hoo. Now before we get started and talk about who's at the table today, we'd like you to pop in your DVD, Blu-ray, iPod, whatever you got, Betamax. Press play and then press pause again once the Warner Brothers logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black after the green Warner Brothers logo fades to black. Press pause, and in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. Well, I'll press play. You'll press play. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync, and it'll be like any other commentary, except this this time it will be three rapidly becoming drunk friends in your head. No, right. damn it, four. I always have the math wrong. <laughs> How do you got to count yourself. Math wrong? Yeah, no, he's he's always looking out. He's like, one, two, three. One, there two, they all are. Okay, well, three and a half counting counting Matt. We'll get to that in a second. At the table uh, today, actually, that's more four, like 4.5 four right there. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half. Shut up. Anyway, you shut your whore mouth. For those who don't understand, he's tall. He's very tall. That's that's where we're going. At the table today is Mr. Brian William Finifter. Hello, Michael Dorkman Scott. Let's do this before I change my mind. And Matt Lank Hinksman. Hello. Now, of the four of you, I believe we've we've coalesced into a group that pretty much is an adequate cross section of the United States, which is three fourths hate this movie. And then one fourth is okay with it. Oh, that's where you're going with that. I'm However, like, we're all white males. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I feel like we've gotten to the point now where we can talk about this movie adequately and, and, and with apparently preparation. You've been doing your homework on this. I, I yeah, been, he's got notes. I see. I have these. been taking many notes. We have, I, I don't know. That's it's good I, because well, you're going to need them because we are going to destroy you. I know. I'm, like, I'm actually quite nervous. I want to represent this movie well, and I'm afraid I may fail. <laughs> listen, listen. It's not your fault. <laughs> All right. Brian William Fennifer, how do you feel about the Matrix Revolutions? Where were you at this point in your life? Um, I was in college. Um, just at, I remember telling the story for Reloaded. I missed Reloaded when it came out because I was at uh, field training at the time. Then I came back and the whole I was excited because Re- Reloaded came like the second day I was at field training. And I had to wait the month uh, while I was disconnected from civilization. Then I came back and... It seemed like the whole world had changed and left me behind, and then I caught up, and I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then Revolutions came out, and I went, oh, that's what people meant. Were you a sci-fi fag by this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been a sci-fi fag since a kid. Well, cool. Um, Michael, are you a sci-fi fag? Um, that's, I mean, that that's narrowing it a bit more than I necessarily would. I'm were not you, I mean, just were, a sci-fi fag. Were, were, you, were, you into, <laughs> were you into the sequels at the there's, time? There's a Venn diagram at work. <laughs> exactly. There's sci-fi and there's fag, and I'm right there in the middle. But anyway. Um, were you uh, into the sequels? I, okay. I, I, was, I, was into, I was into the idea of the sequels, right? Uh-huh. I fucking, I, I, and I'm not, I don't remember if we said this uh, when, when we did reload it, but um, I, I, I crapped myself when I saw the trailer because it was it was a dual trailer right they were showing they mm-hmm. showed stuff from both movies mm-hmm. um and i was so fucking excited and then i i went to see reloaded and i came out and i was like uh and um but but it was like okay that's you know people didn't like empire strikes back when it came out because it didn't tell the full story you didn't know where they were going with it i'm like all right let me let me see where they're going with this really uh, yeah. That's a pretty audacious. I, well, they didn't like Empire Strikes Back. They didn't. No, and it's people didn't like Casablanca when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> but it, no, but it was. I mean, Matrix Reloaded is the Wizard of Oz. Listen, listen. That's but but you're saying that's audacious. It's like that's how far I was willing to go. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm going to give them the, uh, the so benefit, benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to pull this off and they're going to turn this around. And I, and I told people beforehand. It's like when we went in to see Revolutions because we saw it midnight showing. 
I, you know, I this was back before like the arc light and the signed seating, so I was at the Chinese theater lined up at like 2 p.m. waiting for the midnight showing so we could get good seats. I'm sorry, Mike. And well, exactly, and it was like it's like having front row tickets at the end of the universe. Exactly, <laughs> it's like this move. And, and well, there's there's comparisons to be drawn, I think. Um, and uh, I, I told him, I'm like, this movie This movie decides whether or not I ever tell my children that there were sequels to The Matrix. <laughs> um, and, and the answer is no, I'm probably not going to tell them. I will leave them in the dark until, until they turn uh, – I won't make it 18. I'll make it 16. It'll be the, the thing I, I call them into my den and I'm like, listen, there's something I need so to do. So you'll be creating a false reality for them. Yes. Yes, which is either ironic or apropos, <laughs> I suppose. But um, It's also worth mentioning that if you go to the episode we did, Matrix Reloaded, you can find it on the front page, you can hear Dorkman's dissertation about why the sequels didn't work and what he could have done differently that might have worked. And that file is still on that post, so if you're oh, interested... Oh, I should probably do a Revolutions one, too. Well, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. You know, <laughs> slow, Someday. Slow, slow times at, at Down in Front High. Now, Matt Hinksman, how do you feel about The Matrix yeah, I Reloaded to, I and Revolutions? To, I wanted to pass to him because I'm like, I'd rather hear this. <laughs> Lang, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the sequels? Uh, well, let me say that uh, counting the entire trilogy as one film, it is in uh, my top five uh, favorite films of all time. Uh, I also should add, should add I'm uh, pretty much the core audience uh, for this type of film. I love you know, kung fu movies. I love philosophy. I like uh, a lot of gunplay. I like sci-fi. I like green. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know I like giant. Green is, I, I, the funny, I'm sitting here. I'm like, me too. I even like green. <laughs> green is my favorite color. Uh, you know, I love giant robots. So pretty much, when you throw all these things together in a movie, I'm probably gonna like it either way. But uh, uh, I'm you know huge fans of these movies. Um, highly influential in my own life. Um, and and I mean, do you have and do I will, you have a theory on why no one else likes it? I do. Uh, I can oh. talk about that now, or we can talk about that later. Let's let's, let's get into the movie first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah opportune moment. We got a we got a movie to watch. We've here given you a want. second to get your DVD, Blu-ray, iPod ready, and you should be at the point where the Warner Brothers logo fades to black. Where I'm at now, I'm going to press play here in a second. Everyone, mouse remote's ready. Everyone get uh, everyone open your little stupid Nutrigrain bars now. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Packs, Sorry, I was trying to, but no. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Three, two, one. Unpause, and we're playing. I right. got a mouthful of wheat fiber now. Now right. I'll, I'll I'll jump in right away. That's now, what did, you said. Did, did changing <laughs> did changing logos like kind of start with the Matrix? Because I realize a lot of people do that now. They'll either mess with it or, or desaturate it or use old logos. Like I don't remember movies doing this before. The Matrix came out where they but made they everything to green. Actually, screw with the company. Yeah, logo. yeah. That well, I mean, true. the first, the first I one. Argue with well, that. the first one would have been Raiders with the mountain fading from the Paramount logo to the mountain. But no, but but they didn't. But they, they didn't, didn't do it. I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. All right, I now, get that. now this movie was so sparse on the Matrix code opening uh, compared to Reloaded. It was really refreshing because Reloaded has this five minute <laughs> interlude. <laughs> well, never mind. These, Maybe all right. Ooh, I, we're looking. This is the Fractals. We're looking at Machine City. There. This is important. Now, no, why is not. it important? No, it's hold not. on, all right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we just saw the machine city very briefly. Now we're seeing a human city. It is grid-like and, uh, you know, very robotic. So they're basically saying that the human city is completely confined to oh, whatever no, no. it's told. The, uh, the, I mean, the point they're making the whole the whole time is, oh, we ain't so different after all. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's the entire. That is the bat that, that this movie beats you in the face with, and practically. But they had they yes, had these like Mandelbro, styly cool cities, and we have grids. That's important. They, they have fractal cities, yes. yeah. and we have sort of grid cities. Okay, fractal cities would be way cooler. I they gotta would. say that. <laughs> oh, the What's Matrix Revolution. Wait. Oh. Oh. Okay. We've, we're cutting back to what happened before, right? Yeah. This is kind of a a flashback to people might have forgotten. It. It no, 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 we're not. No, we're not. I'm no. sorry. 
I uh, thought uh, for a second I was because I've only seen this movie once. I saw this movie that night, <laughs> that oh, fateful night, and I haven't seen it since. So I'm not, I'm not review. I, I for a second I was like, oh wait, do we see when Bane betrays them? But no, we don't. No, that's actually something that they actually don't explain very well at the end. Like you, you, if you don't pay attention, you might miss it. What happened was all the fleet ships got together and they're about to attack the machines that are drilling, and someone, uh, you know, charged an EMP before they were ready, and all the uh, ships went down, allowing the machines to go by. That's something that's not. Explained too well, so that's. So the actor, I'll say, I'll and, and presumably that. that was Bane. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny? I only caught that because he's last the only survivor. Yeah, you know what's yeah. funny though? His name is Bane. It's so fitting. Yeah, why did anybody dun, see dun. that coming? <laughs> it's, yeah, not, it's, not, it's not an anagram for anything, is it? No. Well, it might be, but I don't, I don't know. know. Well, what's Neo? What's Trinity? What's... Neo is one. Trinity is. The... Well, no, but I mean, I mean, why would they? Why do they name themselves that? Well, they know. Well, Neo they read the, the script. What do you want? Neo. The implication is that Neo had already named himself that. But that's true. That is true. He so called himself like, that. Before that this movie, the and word Trinity ne- actually it before, was the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Iris Debes. Before this movie came out, the word Neo to me meant uh, one of those Duncan yo-yos that didn't have the butterfly set up. <laughs> anyway, I remember Look at those that yo-yos. Shot. So I, I didn't actually dislike Reloaded or Revolutions as strongly as everyone else seems to, but I like the Wild Wild West and the Phantom Menace. Well, look, I mean, it, here, here's the thing about it, and I, I can understand because because even when I was watching this, um, the uh, my it's interesting. It's just it's a departure, right? My my friend my friend sitting next to me, he leans in and he goes, "This is pretty interesting." I'm like, "It's interesting." It's like you know, I it it took me several years, but the the analogy I draw is I'm like the Matrix sequels are like throwing a stick of dynamite into a porta potty. Like, it's kind of fucking awesome to watch, but 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 then character development sucks. But then, but the you know the story sucks, and then you kind of you kind of look down and you're like, oh, there's shit all over me, you know. So that's that's basically the comparison I draw. Matt, did you find no. it? Did you? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, look at the first thing we see Newing, see Neo doing at the beginning of every movie. He's asleep, and then he awakens at the beginning of each one. In all three. All three. By the way, interesting. This is. What's about to happen? Indian about girl to has reached critical mass. <laughs> okay, it's actually the second uh, the second line. I was going to say the first line, but this is this is the worst. What we're about to see is like one of the worst line readings I I had seen up until Mark Wahlberg's first line in the happening. <laughs> this is so what he's about to say. Yeah. Yes, no, I was is one of the worst. <laughs> I, I like it's totally. The kind of thing where you're like, wow, the Wachowskis literally are not paying attention. They're like, they're yeah. like, how's a frame? How's right, a frame? Well, there's no, there's a little too much up there. There's a little too much. It's wider, right. wider, wider. Okay, go. What did he say? I don't care. Go. Next shot. Let's I, get into this I, I have now. to, I have did to you, agree. Did, did you feel like, Matt, did you feel like uh, when everyone else was talking about how terrible the sequels were, especially on the really elitist internet message boards that you'll find everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. all message boards are by their nature elitist. Did you feel left behind with your opinion? Did you, I mean, was, was there, were you surprised that everyone else had such a strong reaction? Uh... No, I, I can't say I did. Um, you know, they they aren't. I'll, you know, I'll be honest. They aren't easy movies uh, to enjoy. The, the first one is is. I mean, do we, is this something we still want to go into now? Like, why yeah, sure, people don't sure, like them? Uh, We've got two and a half hours of this shit. Because, she kind of <laughs> looks like ET, by the way. Just the, the new way Oracle, she, yeah. Oracle. Yeah, it's it's because they it's aren't. They need to just offer her some Reese's pieces or something, and then everything will be fine. Candy, some candy. Um, did you feel left behind? I didn't feel left behind. I don't know. Maybe it's more elitist for me to say, "Hey, I like them," even though everybody else didn't. That's yeah, that's contrary. probably that yeah. is true. <laughs> I guess so. I'm probably right. the bigger dude. We forgot but, uh, how elitism works in this country. 
Oh, that word. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, it, it's true that the, the second two aren't as palatable. They're not as cool. You watch the first one. It's about a computer nerd who, uh, you know, he learns how to do kung fu just by plugging into... Uh, you know, a computer himself, and he gets to beat the guy, uh, the bad guys. It's How cool the, is that? It's the monomyth, every man. Yeah, story. everyone wants that. And it's work. And the second and third, they say, well, you know, it's a little more complicated than that. And they say, you know, the world isn't really what you think it is, which is what the Matrix is all about. To Look, I, I, I mean, I mean, my problem is, I think the the, I think the pieces. You know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, well, the philosophy is really cool. It's like, yeah, well, I could, you know, open a philosophy textbook and point to random passages and then turn them into a screenplay from that. But it's like the the, the problem for me is that these things never become coherent together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the kind of thing where they're like, oh, and then, uh, you know, this philosopher says this about existence, but that philosopher said that about existence. Okay. Just FYI, and then and then they and then they have a kung fu battle, and then they come back and they're like, "Oh well, I personally think of human responsibility is this kung fu battle chase scene." Oh well, by the way, it's like, come on, put put the story together. I, I mean, for me, you know, they still have the same amount of action, and in fact, probably Kitty on the piano. This this one, this one is almost straight action in one sense or another it seems like at least at least according to my jesus Kitty christ what is happening here <laughs> reality is tearing itself apart before my eyes and Did i'm not even man, really paying want. attention to this movie um but um yeah it's just it's just the fact that that the first one like like uh fake said it's the monomyth that tells a solid story and these same here it is yeah yes i'm sorry it was his se- i mean it was yes yeah, no, I'll give you that. I That's mean, a very badly delivered line. No. Okay, well... I'm sure he's a lovely person, but... <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back into the, the, the broad strokes okay. in a second, but specifically, people that fa- are in favor or against this movie always support the amount and the nature of the philosophy stuff that they just kind of threw in there. People that support this movie say, you have no idea how intricately it connects. This is amazing. And the people that don't support it say they just threw stuff in there hodgepodge, copy paste style. What? Uh, How can I, that, what, what, where's the break there? Uh, uh, to be, I mean, and and, and I uh, definitely want to hear Lang's opinion on this because I've never heard people say it, it fits together and you're just not seeing it. I just hear people say there's so much philosophy in there and it's amazing well, and mind blowing. Uh, there's an essay I read online and I've, I've actually stumbled across it a couple times throughout. I don't remember, like maybe I, I saw it last time we were doing Reloaded. That this guy just laid out like a six page page saying, no, here's how it all connects. And when you read that. It's like reading a really compelling conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. You're like, well, maybe exactly. that is how it all works. Exactly. It's like, right. you know, but you can... you really believe that the Wachowski brothers knew that they were doing that from the beginning. Exactly. You and can, I don't buy it. You can draw the correlations anytime you want, but but we're really good at co- drawing correlations where none exist. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's true. Mm-hmm. Matt? Well, I can, you know, I can agree that this movie, uh, especially out of the three, that there is like... A lot like and, and a lot of times, <laughs> we're loaded. It's going to be okay. No one, no one, jump on each other. Revolutions, okay. Everyone, back down. It is. It is a lot of uh, all over the place. I cut a lot. You, man. And even I might have even read that same uh, essay. And I was even when I was doing research for this movie. There's a guy who does all these explanations. Like, okay, this person represents this person. This thing represents this. It's like, well, over, over times they overlap. Um, so I mean that is a um, listen, guys. I'm a Star Trek fan, so I'm really good at Red applying Cone. correlations where none exist inside of a work. <laughs> look, and trust I'm, me, there ain't crap here. Look, and I'm really good at nerding the fuck out. <laughs> all right, yes, I really am, and I'm so down with it. If it may, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, even even if it were true, even if you can step back and go, okay, they they 
um, you know, this represents that, and he's Icarus, and he's blah, and, and whatever. You know, you, 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 even if they did m- m- meld together all these different mythologies and stuff like that. Not a good movie maker. They sacrificed, mm-hmm. they sacrificed the story on that altar. And it's like that. That's you didn't make a movie. You made you made a dissertation at that point. And right. Okay. Good for you. But I wanted to see a fucking movie. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and the, best, the first one was a movie, so it gave me the expectation that you could continue doing. This. Brian, was that your problem with the, the sequels? Just they, yeah. They there essentially is no story. A movie should have a story. It should you know there should be a story with a beginning, middle, and end. And yeah, that's, that's Mike essentially hits it on the head. It's like okay, there's all these great philosophical discussions that. I have the feeling that the Wachowski brothers, after the first one, had this idea of they could they could get their trilogy of movies into the classroom and somehow be a, a benchmark of popular culture that way, you know. And they really went for that, and I don't think it worked out for them so well. Do you think it was an unsafe bet to go for sequels? Or do you feel like it was inevitable? Inevitable. Well, it is. I, yeah. <laughs> It was inevitable because was the so Matrix made money. And I mean, do you feel like someone should have... There was you know, more money to be made. So dug a heel in the sand? I mean, do you think... I mean I, I mean, I guess the question is this. Do you think that the Wachowskis felt like they nailed this and were really in- excited about it? And they just they just kind of got off the track and kind of skewered off the wrong way a little bit with the whole idea and what they wanted to tell? I, I think the Wachowskis are so weird that I am not even going to speculate what they think about <laughs> right. any given situation. It, it may be the kind of thing where, and we haven't, uh, we haven't done Hulk yet, but uh, as a little, a little taste of it, if we get around to that, it, you know, I, I think um, it's, it's possible that they, that they chose a direction and they just went for it and it was entirely the wrong direction. But it's also possible they committed, dude. They can. Oh, but <laughs> but it's also it, it's also possible. Um, and and this is giving them credit outside of of one particular theory I have, which is that they're Luke. punking us. But um, Jesus. Uh, but uh, now that's a conspiracy theory. Now that and that's that's commitment <laughs> is what that is. That's two hundred million dollars of of a practical joke. practical joke. <laughs> but. Um, Assuming they're serious, it it may very well be the kind of thing where they're like, where it's just simply a matter of we get this, you know. They don't, they, they don't, they don't they, understand. They, why they not forget. Everyone loves well, this they one. they forget to explain what they're trying to do. They just assume everyone gets it because they get it, and and because they made the original Matrix, which a lot of people had originally said, I don't get this, and kind of kind of you know put their hands on and or turn their back on. Now they were like, I don't get this, and that must mean it's brilliant, you know. And and so they weren't jumping in and being like, It worked for David Lynch. Yeah, it, and they're not <laughs> jumping. Well, if this were if this were Blue Velvet. If this were a David Lynch movie, it would be like, well, you fucking expect that from that guy, don't you? <laughs> but but you know, after The Matrix, which is so you expect this really lucid, cool movie, yeah, which and you get this, which is so perfectly, um, the the original being so perfectly structured and straightforward, it's like. Not even straightforward. I mean, it, it makes you wrestle with philosophical issues. I've got no problem with that. I, I wanted to see that. But it's like, okay, you're, you're asking me this question. You're not really even – you're not giving me an answer. You're not even really properly giving me the question before moving on to this other thing, which is, as far as I can tell, unrelated. Okay, okay. And I don't – under and, and as we said in, in Reloaded, meanwhile – and even now, it's like, meanwhile, I've seen all the characters I know, but I don't know what the fuck they're up to. Okay. Like I don't know what all the right, point right. is that's of what good, they're that's, trying that's to that's do. A, that's a really good summary. Well, have, have another bite of your uh, sour patch kit. <laughs> yeah, I finished my Nutrigrain. I'm going to get another hard lemonade or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw in real quick. The Train Man is in Matrix Three, Star Wars Three, and Lord of the Rings Three. 
Yeah, that really? guy's hardcore. Yeah, he's and thing. he's also the voice of the, uh, I never knew my father guy from uh, Finding Nemo. The, the, the side shark with the hook nice. in his oh, right, right, right. So there's your thing, yeah. Yeah, know. well, uh, and most of those things most of those things were uh, based in or around Australia. Mm-hmm. I, guess I mean, so that's, mm-hmm. that's why he's Bruce Matt, something. I guess this is almost too subjective a question to ask, so I'm just a douche. Okay. Uh, what is it you like about Reloaded and Revolutions? I mean, do you discern between Reloaded and Revolutions and The Matrix, or do you think of them as two different things that you can then like? Or do you um, think? I mean, you see, you said you see it all as one big movie. Well, it, uh, that was in terms of putting it in my top five rather than taking three. Trying, trying to pick one, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty much, you know what I said uh, before. Um, do you like this movie for the same reason you like The Matrix? Yes. Okay. Uh, and even and what is that reason? Well, uh, the things I said before. Green, the, 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 green. the more the, uh, sorry, yeah. the more. Uh, Stuff that's you know on the surface like the the you know the fighting the kung fu the gun the philosophy. Um, oh, I remember in, laughing in a, so but, hard in the theater at this moment. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> and his look of confusion is so. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's I'm so, confused, well, yeah, but I love so, I love his response. Shit, it's really <laughs> genuine though. I mean, but, yeah, in, no, in, that's in, a good perform. That's a good line reading. There you go. But in in and of themselves, I think they're they're also good uh, enjoyable movies. You know which. Yeah, yeah I, which you could say about them. You know, you can you can enjoy them on several that, levels without getting deep into it. You just enjoy the action I, I, and being I, I think I'm closer to Matt on this issue than I, I am to you. I would say there's a there's a delineation between a good movie and an enjoyable movie. I will say that. That's fair. I, because I, okay. because I do think sitting sitting in the, as I said sitting in the theater watching this, you can enjoy this movie. But but then afterwards you're like. What? Aww. Well, I, I will be. I will be the first to admit. You know, this movie has. has it's like the morning after you wake up and you're like, I can't believe I did that. You know, <laughs> I can't believe I cheered. But there's a there's also the delineation that we made with Reloaded, where Reloaded and Revolutions neither are, neither of them are movies about the Matrix. They're movies about Zion. And as far as right. you go about telling a story about Zion, I can get I can get on board with Although the story about Zion. Although this one, to be fair, but has the movies are called The Matrix, and they're not about the Matrix. Right. This one, uh, this one, though, to be fair, has spent it. almost entirely the time in the Matrix, so I have to give it that. Well, but. you know, the first two Star Wars movies don't have any wars and hardly any stars. <laughs> you shut up. You mean the prequels? <laughs> yeah, the first. And two. That, oh yeah, that but doesn't help your argument yeah, exactly. in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not making an argument. I'm saying this and the prequels are on a similar plane yeah, of oh, existence. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, and here's here's oh I now just, here's a really broken promise. I gotta say, this is the uh, zero gravity fight scene where they're like, "Hey, if we stand on the ceiling, maybe we'll be." It's like, dude, your head is in the same place in the room. What exactly are you accomplishing <laughs> here? But so yeah. okay, you you have but, notes. So why don't we? Uh, well, we well can... this fight, uh, I am a little disappointed by this fight. I think it's a little too easy for uh, the heroes to win. I love the idea of them fighting on the ceiling, even if there's not really a reason for it. It looks cool. And, you sure. know, I think the Wachowskis do a Chore- lot of that. You know, it's fine. Between, choreographing between an upside-down guy and a right-side-up guy is kind of interesting. Very, it probably di- it very would be if they film. were doing any of that. <laughs> but all they're doing but, <laughs> is shooting at each other from across the room, yeah. which you can do upside-down or right-side-up. Yeah. You never feel that Morpheus or, or Seraph are really in danger in this fight. Um, if, they were, if they were kung fu fighting and one of the guys was upside-down... That'd be fucking crazy. Ooh. Here's a question I want to ask of all of you guys for different reasons. Matt, because you like this movie and you guys... Some you great don't. shots in here. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the cinematography or, or even the, the directors in that sense because they're clearly, you know, they've right. got style. I'm going to front load this one by asking the, the naysayers first. Brian, hmm. if you could change one thing about the Matrix sequels, what would you change? And hopefully that would have the right implications. Is I there, is know, there I any one you... thing you could swap out for a different thing? The story. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it is. No, no, that's no. what it is. It, it comes down to the story. If you, if you could deliver one note on the script in your punch-up period with the Wachowskis, what would you say? There's, it's not that. It's not that. Would you, would you, would you just say the Matrix dudes, not Zion? And yeah, stop I, I guess so. I would like, yeah, get back into the Matrix. Make it about the Matrix and not Zion. Michael, stop it. <laughs> that would be that'd be my my single note, I think. But now, Matt, as someone who likes this movie, if you could oh, I know what it would be. It would be more fetish. <laughs> someone who likes ball. this movie clearly if somebody change, gave gave them that note because <laughs> my god if you could change one thing about this movie well or the sequels <sighs> I mean is there anything that or let, the original that, even, I don't even know. as a fan of these <laughs> is there anything that lets you down um I don't know I don't know like, if there's anything we'll agree with specific <laughs> that I can I can pinpoint um this this whole first entire act of this movie I think is a little wonky probably needs the most help out of out of any of the the films but um I don't know. That's something I'd have to think about. I'm sure you know. There's little things here and there, like oh, this could be a little better. But something general, I can't really, I can't really think of. I, I it's so funny you, because I do like the characters they introduced. The Merovingian's a badass. My note would be I don't more think he's a badass. I actually, like, I like him. I don't think he's that. I, I might fact, just like the actor. I don't and, know. Yeah. In fact, I was about to say I was like his very first line is "What in the hell?" And that was my reaction when he was in the <laughs> when he came back. I was like, "Why is he still here?" I don't understand. Because they used a really cool name on him, so they wanted to keep it used. Merovingian, <laughs> exactly. So, so, but, but here, here's another, here is another example of them being very blatant and being like, see, they're just like us. Last time we, the humans had a rave, and now they're having a rave. See, it's totally the same. <laughs> and they were talking about the previous, you know, we, we missed the whole thing with the, the, Little girl who makes sunsets and all that bullshit. But um, the the people in the train station, they're like, we still love just because we're not human. And it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense at all. Minesweeper loves you. Exactly. (laughs) But these are beautiful shots, though, with the little, Hmm. the lasers in front of the lens and everything. That's cool. Well, these last two movies... Also, I like green. I like the idea of boiling down, especially in a series or a franchise or a trilogy, because it's easier to kind of tell... The, the strokes at work and in the painting that is the, the franchise. These last two movies seem to follow on the the predilection that Neo equals Superman. But do you think that the first movie, if you boil it down to one sentence, says the story of a man becoming Superman? Do you think it's more about something else and it's incidental that he can fly and shit like that? Or do you think they were going for it? No, I, if we had to make another two movies, I would definitely have him be Superman. I think, movies. well, I mean, the problem is, you know, the first one is not about a man who becomes Superman. The first one was about a man who becomes God. What's and the they, difference? They archetypically, huh? Well, what's the difference? Well, archetypically, no, they're 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 not essentially the same. It's the, it's the problem of execution. It's in it's the first one they they promised us he has become God because he can fly, and then they come back and they're like, oh no no no, flying just means Superman. I'm sorry, he's just strong. <laughs> he can fly sometimes, but he can't really do anything really crazy. Okay? I guess he just, doesn't have any effect to, on the Matrix in these two yeah. costume movies, aside yeah. from stopping the Sentinels. The implication, and is- that's not even the Matrix. <sighs> that doesn't even make fucking sense. Although I'm sure Lang has notes <laughs> that that somehow explain that. <laughs> There are some. I'm mocking the notes, and we haven't even gotten to them yet. We I, I appreciate your your preparation. No, we should. I, I yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear something. So say say something so, something prepared. Have we missed something a time prepared? Code note? What were we just talking? Oh, yeah. uh, we there talking are about? time code notes, you guys. They are written with the time <laughs> in summary blank <laughs> rules. Not, anyway. not too much in this section here. Um, just change everything. <laughs> well, I think what you were saying before about Neo becoming God and then where do you go from there I think that kind of is you know one um, 
I'm, now I'm only saying bad things about the series, but uh, <laughs> that, that's something actually game. consistent yeah, throughout yeah. all three is that Neo actually doesn't do that much. Even in the first one, the most lines he has uh, at once are like three lines, and that's towards the end. He, it's mostly people. He isn't like Gals in one line. It's just people doing things to him rather than think him. I guess that's doing a good things. point. That's a really interesting point. So, so maybe that that's where you go with it. You go to him being more proactive and and properly so. You know, well, but, you know. And, but at the same time, even though he has become God, he's still in the second one. He's still being manipulated, and he's still they're still telling him what to do. Even though, what if he, he did? A, what if he did a Doc Manhattan sort of thing where okay, at the end of the first one, he becomes God, and in the second one, he doesn't really care anymore because he can do anything, and he's starting to drift away the same way uh-huh. Manhattan does. And everybody else, Trinity and Morpheus, is like, uh, dude, you kind of have to help us. And he's well, like, eh, whatever. That would be... I kind of like that dynamic. That's cool. That, I think that, 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 would be be, that would be a they, more... They, they got him to believe, and now they have to get him to care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that would be... But they that would, up with the same movie again. That would be... No, no. That would be a good, a good way to... Um, to even get us the but but kind of the opposite version of we're not so different from the machines. Right. <laughs> it's like it's mm-hmm. like when you when you have the ability when you have this kind that's of nice w- when you have this kind of power. It's like what makes you know that's that's uh, again almost what what the story becomes about. It's like what makes him so different from the machines, mm-hmm. and and maybe the answer. Maybe the the arc in the second one because it's like like we say he becomes God. Where does where do we go from there? Maybe the arc in the second one is at the beginning. The answer is nothing, and he has to figure out what to what like what now what now yeah. what, what how how do I maintain my humanity? How do I how do I what help it, humans? What is humanity, yeah. and how do I assert that within myself? Yeah. And what does it mean to be human? Exactly. <laughs> what does it mean to be human? Well, then the problem is that if you end up with that situation as a starting point for movie number two, you don't have, like, an inciting incident. You have to have something come along that makes him have to do something. Because if he's starting to ask questions of his world, then there's no... Oh, you know, they that's, take away his powers. You're, you're spending, that's my version, at least. I don't know. <laughs> that's the easy way. This Ungod him. These movies are so... They gave him more powers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now here we go. Once again, with the whole... They get some things right. The, the parts of this movie that still look like a matte painting all fucking rule. Oh yeah, all that all that stuff. I remember that the, the, being the Machine City is insanely yeah. cool. Even the even the Deus Ex Machina, the giant baby face thing, <laughs> looks pretty fucking cool. I gotta say, I gotta. I, I do wish that this movie had had worked. Okay, how did they do that? Did they beat the it. shit out of the train guy or something? I forget. And I'm well, watching it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever followed this movie. I've seen it a few times, and I'm not honestly sure I've ever really followed it. And now here's a car film. for yep. some reason, and everything First is still green. Film. They gotta, mm-hmm. they gotta drive the back, man. No, here the, Whoa, that he was says, a You found Neo, you can't see him. No, so we're reading something. We couldn't tell what. Neo has changed, obviously, since the last time they saw him in the Matrix. So the little girl raped him or something like that. Um. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, there you go. Mind raped him with sunshine, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> I guess. He's different now than having, having left the Architects building. Michael, are you a, a fan of the subtle color correction they've done here? Oh my god! I know, right? It's like it's like they found out because they they put out a thing. They were like it was like trivia that they put out. They were like they were like the real world has a slight blue tinge and the the matrix has a slight green tinge to kind of give it away. And everyone's like, oh my god, that was so awesome! And then when they went back, they're like, what did we do before? We said, oh. Well, we told them that, so I guess they'll be expecting it. Fucking green as hell, man! And it's like. It they, is. It, it's like they read the their own IMDb trivia page for the Matrix. Exactly. And just 
pushed all their chips into the center of the table. <laughs> exactly. That. Do you think they handled the um, original actress that played the Oracle dying very well? Um... I mean, the idea is I can take any form and you destroy my old form and I'm the new form and form, 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 two paragraphs. Yeah, exactly. I think well, I feel like they hung too much of a lantern on it. I feel like it almost would have been better if they were like, what happened to you? I know it's fucked up, huh? And then just moved on. You know, it's like... Remember the cat the, the first one? Done. Yeah. Of, um, if you go and play the game Enter the Matrix, well, I actually, I actually haven't. They go into more of the detail there. Um, about what actually happens, but in the movie we skipped over already. But they, I feel like what they did there was more of a way of saying like, um, kind of like goodbye to the original actress who died, rather than going technical and stuff in the movie. Like we'll leave that for the game. Why don't we make a nice little moment for the previous actress who died? I feel like that's what they did instead here. Does anyone remember her name? Gloria Foster. There you go. Looked it up today. So. Bam. Bam. <laughs> As we say here, this is Mary Alice playing the Oracle. Oh, I was going to say. I'm like, we we better do a shout-out to this one, too, or else we'd be racist uh, or something. I don't know. But uh, she uh, she has a very different take on the Oracle, and I've got yeah. to give it that. Uh, um, I like the fact that they weren't like, do it exactly as Gloria yeah. Foster did. They're, she was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Is that all right? Yeah. Then they're like, what? We were setting Foster, up the camera, uh, I guess. Gloria it. Foster was very – she was more like the Cheshire, Cheshire Cat. Yes, and then this girl's a little bit more zen, a little more, a little yeah. bit more, yeah. almost disappointed. Yeah, well, gl- well, exactly. I mean, Gloria Foster was very warm and and matronly and stuff like that. And sh- and this one's still oh, Alice something what? Mary Alice. Alice. Mary Alice. Sorry. I um, she's she's still warm with the little girl, but when it when it gets to talking to him and Trinity and stuff like that, he's like, all right, I don't have time to bullshit around with you right now. Right? Here's what's going on. Which is a nice uh, child growing up maturation metaphor because in the first one she's very warm and loving and because he's still essentially a child and growing up. Uh-huh. But now he's he's, he's, he's basically no no we're saying nice things now. No, it's this okay. is like you know this is a, a metaphor that if they're doing it intentionally and I don't know if they are but if they're doing it intentionally it, it we'll works say, pretty we'll nicely. We'll say yes. You know what? Fuck you know it. he at Let's this point he has grown up. He is the Jedi Master and he's an adult for all intents and purposes. So now she's like, listen, just do your fucking thing. You know, I'm not going to treat you like a child anymore because you're not. Right. Is essentially the way she's playing it. And uh, I'm well done with her, (laughs) I say. Uh, And yet the scene is still going. Yeah. Still going. Because she's got to – I mean, that's that's the real problem. You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like – and you see this problem sometimes in like – fantasy books and stuff like that it's like my opinion is it's like okay if you need a fucking glossary you're trying too hard okay quite frankly it's like you uh what was the xkcd thing it was like you're allowed three made-up words per (laughs) fantasy world or at least per novel you know and it's like it's almost the kind of thing because the the problem is in uh, with fantasy writers they create this whole world they do all this world building which is which is you know par for the course for what they're doing but then they they're like, I have to share this with you. I have to, I have, you have to, exp- to see all the work I did. I have to explain they, to you. They write the Bible for the universe, and then they want to put the whole Bible. Right. In the it's like I have to explain to you how the economics of this village work and how it relates to like the war of of two hundred centuries ago or whatever. And it's like, dude, 
stop. Like I, I you know, one of the reasons get like the ring to the volcano. Exactly. And, let's go. and the reason Lord of the Rings works is it has it's people. It was, yeah. It has people doing all these weird cultural shit that that you would do because of this stuff that happened back then but he's like I'll leave that for the index and the other stuff and if you feel like reading about it fine but I'm not going to bog down the goddamn story with it right. and the the problem is and the scene is still going right now <laughs> I really <laughs> thought it would be done by now but it's like the 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 problem is um that it's the same thing here it's like they researched all this philosophy and they researched all this like computery stuff and whatever and they're like they, they, it's literally like, all right, we're going to sit you down and have the the Oracle give everybody a fucking algebra lesson right in the middle of the movie. And it's like, stop it. Like, just explain to me, like, uh, how much I, – I don't even know what we're getting across in this scene. But it's like, Agent Smith bad, go kill it. You know? And it's like, that's all you need to do. Just get it across and, and don't spend all this time, you know, with with – Fucking variables and numerators and remainders of equations and yada yada. It's like, okay, do I get it? It's a computer, but stop it. He Brian, wakes up in the second. That might act. be that might going back to your earlier question. That might yeah. be the one note I would give is to say all of these, all of these expository dialogue uh, monologues and whatnot. Condense them. Figure out what the most important point is in each block of text. And get to that. Right. It's like, you know, it's like the... Uh, I have the, a feeling that the script would have gone from 120 pages <laughs> to 40. Yeah. But that's because there isn't really a story here. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like the axiom. It's like good writing is about what you don't write. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how much, how, how can we get across those two paragraphs in a sentence? Or better yet, how can we get them across in a look? You know, and that that's what really makes for, for really powerful stuff, if you can get that across. And if you can't, then great, get it across in the sentence. But, but well, I think that's shown in the, at least in the second one, in the, the orgasm cake. You know, he's talking about all this stuff, and he can talk and talk and talk. He's like, no, let me show you what I did here. I made this cake that gives a girl an orgasm, and it's a great image. Right. But by that but moment, even that moment lasts He's still talking so about it. <laughs> you know, it sh- well, I think they, that they moment should be, look what I can do. Boof. And Look what I can do. That's See the, her that's over the there. Power of the Matrix, and you're done. She just like she what? just falls over, fucking orgasming out of her chair, and he's like, "You see that? Can you do that in your real world? You know what's more real, bitches, or whatever? You yeah, know yeah. What, whatever his whatever point the was. point of the his yeah of the scene is. Cake equals bliss. Now, see, I buy that. The cake is a lie, you guys. <laughs> there is cake no, there is or no death. death. <laughs> D and cake or death. Cake. Sorry, all out. Has there ever been an action movie where there isn't the spiral staircase <laughs> with people going up or down? Um, it's almost no. Like, and in fact, in fact, they have that in Ghostbusters yeah. just to spoof it. Just, to make <laughs> <a joke. laughs> just because even then it was like, dude, this is this is way. Too, there's too much of this. What do you think their drug of choice was when writing? Oh, oh this, all of them. now this is oh no here's the shot that I <laughs> weirdly I remember this shot all the time as being just in in my mind in terms of like um you know filmmaking and stuff as a very dynamic shot cuz it's like he shut it's this tiny room and he shuts the door and they walk across the room and the the camera cross dollies away from them like the whole time and for some reason that sh- even though I've only <laughs> seen this movie once I'm like that shot is the one that stands out the most in my brain from this movie because just something about it Oh, uh, dear. Didn't no. we just do a page and a half? Oh, yeah. And we have many more pages and, it, and a half And exactly. What time, what time is it? We're, we're 30 minutes in. and uh, minutes in. And now it's like, 
Oh, hi. That's right. Agent Smith is still here for some reason. All right, then. But, but I mean, you know. This movie seems to have Agent Smith is you. A- Agent Smith is sadly important <laughs> to these movies. So it's a little odd that he only just now showed up. Yeah. You know? Um, considering he's, he's the big bad. This movie doesn't bug me as much as it bugs you guys. I understand your, your problems with it. And I definitely understand, after the Wild Wild West commentary, the notion of movies that other people don't like. Maybe what, the reason they don't like them doesn't have to do with what's there. It has to do with all there could have been. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think I'm, I'm in the same place here where I was with Wild Wild West, where it's like, well, I can imagine that there could be a fucking awesome, awesome sequel series that would have made this one of the best trilogies of all time. And that would have been great. But I don't see that, and I'm okay with what I see here because I can eat my popcorn watching this. I, I, I think that's I think that's the problem. I think I think it's just like you say. I, I think the um, I think the rage has long since passed, and it's I'm down to exasperation at this point. <laughs> I, I think that's that's definitely a good way to um, to quantify it because it is. It's totally a kind of thing where I'm like. I mean, because it's not like I've I've watched this hoping it would be a different movie again. So mm-hmm. I'm, I've you know I haven't given up, wasted the last six years trying to make this a good movie by forcing myself to to choke it down over and over again. But um, yeah, it's just the kind of thing where looking at it with that kind of separation now, I'm just like, man, what a ball to drop, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hate it when a good universe goes to waste. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is. It's a really great universe. Ever heard of Dollhouse? That they've set up. Dollhouse, another great example. Star Wars Galaxy, great example. Oh, dear. And, you know, all there's all these potentials and possibilities laid out right in front of us, and they just don't and there's so, go for it. And there's so much going on. I mean, I, you know, like we... Um uh, like like we occasionally call back to with um, uh, from the Phantom Menace, it's like everything else is doing the best it goddamn can. And quite frankly, everything else is doing fantastic. Like like Hugo Weaving, I don't think I don't think Agent Smith should be in these movies, but he is in these movies, and by God, he's Hugo in Weaving these movies. It. He is killing it. Like like I I can't take it away from him. But um, yeah, it's like the the acting is all there except for Keanu Reeves and. Again, sure, he's a lovely person, and uh, the 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 effects are there, and the the cinematography God, he's is so just weird like looking. look at that. Yeah, his I eyes don't are want too to see far apart. Weaving, uh, smiling. His don't eyes ever are do too far again. apart. You guys. <laughs> now, now this just... guy Bane is not played by Hugo Weaving, is he? No, but he, he does a great not. job. He looks, of he looks playing. a lot like him already, and then he does the impression. It's he like... does a great job playing himself, being played by Hugo Weaving, <laughs> essentially. Jesus, that's cool. Now, Matt, is there? Yes. What do you? You know, I, I'm just full of abstractions because I don't know enough about these movies to really ask specific questions. Because, like them, I've watched them once or twice each. What is your uh, favorite in terms of just a filmmaking and watching a movie and yay popcorn experience? What 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 do you like the most about these movies? The most the, the battle scenes. Shit like that. I mean, is it the you know, battle the battle scene at the end of this is really fucking awesome, just from a visual you know, standpoint. Yeah, I although say. there I are parts that don't make sense, well, but I've, the, I've even you know. I've even managed to rationalize those over the years, but. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know if it is something I can. I can exactly pinpoint. I love. You know, when I go back and watch uh, the first one, you know, which is you know everybody loves the first one. Yeah, it's, um, it's the Matrix. Um, I, I after watching these, I realized the first one it doesn't feel as as mature. It feels like it's too. It feels like an indie film. No. Um, in terms of like, it seems too easy to go with the the monomyth like. They they pretty much follow the monomyth to a T, and then and with these I feel like they get a little more nice. They, they get by a little, the way, the visual there. They they get a little more deep and a little more. All right, maybe it's not exactly uh, the way you you want it to be, but this is the way it 
has to be. I don't know if I'm I'm probably not explaining myself very well, but I feel like uh, they're I feel like they're digging the wrong hole. I'm willing to let them go deep, but it's like you're just you're just digging in the wrong I direction. Love, you guys. I love that it threw it kind of threw a, everybody there's a, a there's bone. a gold vein that direction, but but you're digging the other one, you know. What what do you mean threw everybody a bone? Well, you know, everybody I think you know, if you had told me um I assume everyone has seen this movie. If you had told me after I saw the first Matrix they said, oh, yeah, and then the second two, like, Neo at the end, they make peace with the machines and everybody lives happily ever after. I've been like, well, fuck that. That's not cool. I don't want that. But when you realize that, like, that's a very intelligent way of, of, of going with it rather than, um, you know, destroying Tell everyone me. and, and freeing everyone from the Matrix, it's, it's very, you know, it's not the easy choice to make to say, well, you know, we're going to keep the Matrix around uh, and that's how it's going to end. Um, I think even if someone had told me that, even if I got around that and was because because early on you're like no fuck the machines you know but I mean even um, even as of the uh, the Animatrix you know the second Renaissance you're mm-hmm. watching it and you're like oh we kind of deserve <laughs> yeah, that we're kind of dicks I guess <laughs> I guess it's I guess I understand you know and it, so so after that I think I would have been like okay eventually making peace with the machines that's cool I still think they don't quite work that right mm-hmm. like because they don't they don't really make peace with the machines they shoot the machines in the face until neo allows himself to be assimilated by agent smith then he explodes and then the machines go away and then the architect and the little sunshine girl hang out at a park bench and they're like well i guess we'll let the humans go and it's like this is you know that that's it's not a satisfying conclusion it's reaching the same conclusion but it didn't reach it in a satisfying way it just it just eventually was like what time is it oh uh everyone's it's fine you know mm-hmm. that that's my feeling from from this one definitely but yeah that the you know the battle scenes the second half of this movie is just like holy shit especially um well we'll get there i always we'll just want to find that one thing in a movie where it can be like you know what we laughed we had a good time with it and you know, we made some friends along the way. Like, I always want to find that one thing about a movie that you can talk about that's like, yeah, that was pretty good. Except bad. unless it's Dark City. <laughs> Dark City. Dark City is, you know, Dark City is what it is. I guess. Well, in, in Revolution's defense, there is that scene where Trinity dies. That, I, I laughed <laughs> that's a in lot. Her, okay, there you go. I was like, where are you going with this in Revolution's defense? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had a great time laughing with my friends about that scene. So, you know. That's a scene, that's a scene that I think... That that you know that that's the one I can write the the dissertation on why the Wachowskis are making fun of us you know basically <laughs> tell me more like, about that that we'll get there we'll get there when we when we we'll get to that scene when we get to that scene there's a that scene the the scene where uh, the where the- Trinity's dying no no the theory of why they're making fun of us Is I that- think I talked about that the first time uh, with Reloaded I mean um, it's like there's so many pieces where it's like they're they're taking it so far I feel like. They were just doing, you know, and and they're they, doing the screenwriter's version of Poe's law, right? Well, exactly. They're they're going so far as to as to be like, we're going to we're going to not make sense of this. We're going to throw all these things together, not make sense of this, and see how far these nerds will go to justify how it makes sense. Because because I feel like they didn't like they accidentally made something cohesive with the matrix like they meant for it to be more vague, but people started writing books about the philosophy and the matrix and blah blah blah, and they're like. Oh really? Well, well it got see. into classrooms somehow. Yeah. And they're they're like, let's see what you do with this, motherfuckers. And then they were like, yeah, cause and effect, and fucking, you know, Morpheus on a red couch for an hour, yakking, and and all this other stuff. And it's like, 
you know, with with this one, they have the scene, the the Trinity dying scene, and it goes on for like half an hour, and it's ridiculous. And the, and the whole scene that goes on for this really right. prolonged distance is about her talking about how she was so glad she didn't die the first time because <laughs> she didn't have time to tell him how she felt. And it's like, so you're wasting time now explaining this while you die instead of just telling him, you know? And it's like, but there's guys, no way they didn't you're see You're wasting that. cake and paper. Yeah. It's like, it's like there's no way they didn't see... Like, like the Wachowskis clearly, from, from all the stuff they've done, even even... You know, e- even dissing them as much as I, I ultimately have and probably will by the end of this, it's like they're not stupid guys. So I, I can't see them not seeing the irony in what they were doing in that scene and doing it intentionally, you know? Okay. Now, here's a question that, you know, this is another thing where the answers will be interesting coming from the folks that like this and that don't like this. So I'll just ask it and put it out there. Do you think you could have gotten away with taking Revolutions and Reloaded, uh, trimming them down to about half of their current running length each, and then making one movie out of them? My understanding is they were supposed to be. I I think so. I th- you asked this. I mean, when we watched Phantom Menace, you had the question of, do you think the material here exists to make a decent movie? And I don't think that is the case with Phantom Menace, as we discussed. But I do think that is the case with Reloaded and Revolutions. There is a cohesive, compelling, satisfying story in here somewhere. If you just throw away a lot of the crap and reorder, restructure things, it's in there somewhere. Hell, hell if I can find it, but it's there. My understanding is that is that originally what they wanted to do, The Matrix was supposed to be, and I'm not sure how much I believe they even thought it forward this far, but the story goes, one of the stories goes, The Matrix was supposed to be the middle of a trilogy. There was going to be one, bef- one before, a prequel leading up to the events of The Matrix, and one after, which would have essentially been I mean, this. Machines got something in common. But, Sorry, but the... Um, the the studio was basically like, so let me get this straight. You want to make a movie that doesn't have Carrie Ann Moss or Keanu Reeves or Lawrence Fishburne, and you want us to give you $100 million for the, the, it. The, the prequel would have been like the second renaissance. This, the prequel literally, I believe, was supposed to be the second renaissance. The second renaissance was supposed That's to be its own movie. That's easily and away the coolest thing of the Matrix franchise, period. And then and then the second, the third movie was going to be Reloaded Revolutions. And Revolutions together. But they were like, we're not giving you the money for that. So they made the second renaissance into an animated short. Ten minute short. And they made, um, and they split their third movie into the second and third movie. Because that worked for George Lucas all those years ago. Yeah. That. Now, Matt, do you feel like you would have lost something important by doing that? By condensing both of these into, into one film? Yeah, one two and two twenty movie. Uh, no, I think it's cool the way it is because you get you know the deep philosophical stuff, and you get the you get the popcorn, you get the fighting and the guns and the action and all that stuff. <laughs> I like how he stops It sounds like there's more sentence But then he just kind of nope. stops He's got a great radio voice But not much of a radio presence He just kind of There would have been more Guns and popcorn And send That's a That's yeah I For myself you I get, think it would have been Kind of interesting End of line I mean I, I, I see the good And the I, I see the parts That are heavily criticized In these sequel movies And for my part I can watch them And not cringe I, ca- I could put them on and and enjoy my time watching the movie that night that I was watching. You know, it's it's not something that pre- that prevents me from enjoying the movies. You can you just have to force yourself to get involved with it in a way that you really didn't with the Matrix. Yeah, I guess, and I guess part of it is you know, you know, it ju- just just like for kid. for me, it's the kind of thing I watch it and I see the really good parts, and I'm like, God damn it, more of that! Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's right there. You're doing it. Do more of it. But here they are. I mean, we do have an, this this sort of. 
approach of treating movies as open source and thinking, well, I would have done this and this could have been differently. And I would have. But if you think of it in terms of gospel and just here's the movie, why don't you enjoy it? If you you know you, you treat it like a goddamn Beatles album, where forty years later everyone loves it, and I can't explain why the fuck. You know, that- I did that with Star Trek, and they only kept taking advantage of me. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think of movies as so open source. I mean, I see the problems with, with movies that I have, and I'll, I'll you know I'll outlay my point. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like this these sequels that get so heavily ridiculed are perfect examples of. Well, it's not your movie, so fuck you. That's true. It's very true, and it's it, yeah. We should say because we haven't we've said it about George Lucas before, but we haven't said it about the Wachowskis. I don't think these are their They're movies. Fat. fat, fat, fatty, fat, flannel, fat, beard. Also, uh, valid point, but also that these are their movies, and this is what they wanted to tell, and this is the movie movies they wanted to see. So fuck us, and they still got our money, so we can go to hell. And it's perfectly within their right because it is their it was, was their idea. It is their franchise, and they can do whatever they want. But that doesn't mean we have to like it. And we don't, as as filmmakers ourselves, that it's not worthwhile for us to to say, well, we think this would have been better. So Wachowskis are perfectly within their right to say fuck you. But I think we're in a, with our within our right to say fuck you back. This is an interesting point. She doesn't. She's never believed in the one. And yet she's still helping him out by giving him his ship. There's something about humanism there. And, and you know, Morpheus has always been this big believer and this big believer Morpheus. in faith. <laughs> That's why. Okay. And yet, and yet she's you not doing something. it despite, no, despite not being a believer. I have to jump in. Um, we normally don't do this. We just try to talk over it. But I was in the bathroom just then. So I don't know where the conversation has gone. But I want to make the point. A point on what you were saying when I went in there. The nature of us trying to talk over this thing and how it just, hey, fuck us. Right, exactly. It's like, you're saying it's not your movie, but it's like, maybe with the first one, but like as of sequels, it's like, yeah, it is, though. See, it's like, okay, you spent 60, you know, you spent $65 million on The Matrix. We spent $335 million on The Matrix. We are your investors now. If you're going to make another one, we want to see... You, we we want you to deliver something. It doesn't have to be necessarily what we want, but it has to be satisfying. You know, it's the kind of thing. And I feel like it, it, it is. There's a really different, and it's it's very much for me something I've had to think about a lot in terms of filmmaking and stuff. It's like where is the balance between doing what you want as a filmmaker and satisfying, and the, satisfying audience. the audience? And and it, it seems to me like. It, you have to understand what the audience wants to see, which, is, to which, under- is, which is kung fu, philosophy, and hand jobs. Right, and you have to understand why they want to why they want to see it, and it's the kind of it, it's very much the kind of thing where you have to satisfy the audience, but you also have to be the responsible adult in a sense. It's like, okay, I know you want to see this, but what you want and what you need are not necessarily the same. So I'm going to get, I'm go, I'm taking what you want. I'm understanding why you want it. And I'm giving you what really you 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 know is going to be satisfying because I th- and I think the problem is they went exactly the opposite direction. They said, "Okay, this is what you want. We're going to give it to you. We're just going to throw the throw it, philosophy and kung fu and throw that in there and blah blah blah." But it's like what what really people really responded to was the fact that all of those things came together and were a cohesive thing, and that's what they needed to understand and ultimately deliver. I think so I'll disagree there. I think they went. Put it at the other end, they they could have gone with exactly you know what they thought everybody wanted, but they said, "This is what we need. This is what needs to happen." And ultimately, it probably will be 
less enjoyable. It you know it would be cool to see Neo you know, destroy all the machines yeah. and save everybody out of the Matrix, but that's not. You know that's not the I'm right with the right I think, way. I think we got the more restrained versions of, and the I think they sequels. took a big risk in in doing that. And you know, I I like I said, I don't disagree with the choice. I just don't think they executed it properly. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I Is it because as there's I, so many black people. As I said with as I said with the Reloaded thing, or or with with my version of of Reloaded, it's like I, a lot of the same stuff is in there. A lot, a lot of the pieces work. It's just they don't put it together properly, and and it it ultimately just kind of goes, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> you yeah. know, what is going on? Because I really, truthfully, don't know. Yeah, and I want to. I want yeah. to love this so hard. I want you know? to be there with you. I want to be, you know, right alongside you with this movie. But I, I can't keep up. I'm sorry. This kind of anything. Neo is leaving the ship called the Majolner, which is a, a weapon of war, the hammer, Thor's hammer, and he's leaving the ship to go onto the ship called the Logos, uh, which uh, which is branding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, translated There's several ways. There's small blocks that you can create little villages. Out of. <laughs> uh, you could translate it as uh, the word of God, or even just uh, the word. So he's leaving a weapon of war and going to the. The, the word. See, he says shit like, like this. Sure. And I've seen that as part of the article that I read, where it's just like, here's how everything plays out. It just gives you like the, the board game version of the Matrix, where here's all the names and here's how they fit into this thing. And when he's doing this, it actually, even though they never really mentioned the names, this here's is the, the metaphor that's it going on. It seems so evident that, motherfucker, they thought about look, this. Look, look, it's like, it's like they pick great curtains for a house that's sinking into a fucking swamp because they didn't lay a proper foundation. Right. Like, that's what it right. ultimately is. It's like, the details are great. But but it's go, like Michael, go. Yeah, you just you just you're watching it and you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad I jumped on Wikipedia and, and learned about that and, and found out that or or happened to to know it from mythology and stuff like that. And in that case, I suppose. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just like okay, that's awesome. You know, I ha- I have this um I have the same issue with a uh, um a friend of mine. Like I'll I'll talk to him about stories and stuff, and I'm trying to get his his input. I've I've kind of stopped asking because I try to get his input on ideas and stuff, and he, and he'll just be like he'll interrupt me and be like, oh oh that guy should wear all white, and I'm like I'm not even to the extent of worrying about costume design right now. Like I understand why you said that, and sure, but that's not where I'm at with the story, and I feel like that's where the Wachowskis are always at with yeah. the story. Wow, that's really it's a yeah excellent point. It's mm-hmm. yeah I ship names are great and that's awesome, but first we need to understand why. A person A does this, and thing B happens because of it. If you don't understand that, and reason C for why we should care. Right. If that doesn't happen, then ship names are great, and I love spaceships, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) Now, by the nature of of what happens when you, I'm sorry, you want to real quick? uh, I was just gonna say that's you know it's enjoyable as how deep you want to get into it. If you just want to look at it on the surface and see it as machines fighting and people doing kung fu, you can do that. If you just want to see Neo just only as you know, Jesus, you could say that, but if you want to get into, well, maybe he's kind of like a Hindu Buddhist Jesus, you could look into that and even, you know, do research and see why they're doing, uh, making the choices that they're doing. It's, it's as deep as, as you want it to be. And you can, when you get down there, it, it can be more enjoyable. Well, I, think. I, I agree with that. But again, I, I, it would, it would be best for me if it held together as a story on all levels. Mm-hmm. Like when there's when you get to the point where it's like, well, cool, I've got all this, you know, I, I've got all these things I can look at. You know, it's it's it's. I guess it's like you know, in in um, 
in food terms, it's like the difference between a buffet and getting a like a meal that a chef has prepared for you. It's like the chef is going, this is what I think goes best together, and and you know this this leads into that, and it's it's great flavors all around, and they they expound on each other. And the buffet is like, just here's here's some goddamn food, take what you like. <laughs> And just you know, fill yourself up with it, and it's like, sure, buffets are great, but if you if you if if the first time you go to a place, it's like a chef's choice, and he offers you all these things, and it's the best meal you've ever had. If you go back, and he's just like, just get, go to the fucking buffet. It's like, but that that's not why I came here, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I guess maybe that's their problem. It's like they were too successful with the Matrix to the point where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is not the movie I, I paid you to make, essentially. It goes back to the nature of liking or disliking a movie has a lot to do with how many times you'll see it, and then, consequently, how much you'll know about it. Matt's seen this movie more than we have, and that's because he likes it, and we haven't seen it that many times because we don't care for it, and Michael hates it. But do you guys have any... I know that... I mean, and that's, that's all to prepare for the disclaimer, which is you don't have to and might not, but do you? can you reference specific things that you have a problem with in terms of... They don't explain this. Why is he here now? What's this? I mean, all the, all the things you talk about where they never really give you any oh, characters here, and yay. You know, the, the lack of explanation is something you keep. Why out. does he you have could... powers outside of the Matrix? Can you answer that, Link? Uh, I might. Okay. I might. Do you want me? To, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm. I'm asking seriously. I'm not. I'm not all trying right. to. Um, no, I, I really. Um, I'm really curious. Um, well, I was afraid of going into this. I, I would be doing a lot of uh, explaining. Saying like, oh well, this is more of a metaphor, and I was afraid that was going to become, oh well, a wizard did it, like trying to ex- explain away it's a bit things. Of that, but go ahead. But I think when I see something that happens in a movie, like, well, that wouldn't really happen. But it's if it's supposed to be more metaphorical than anything, I I have a, a easier time swallowing that, and I see a lot of that going on in this movie. Like, well, it's supposed to be a metaphor for something, so you can't take it super, super literally. Um, which isn't the best excuse, but that's the excuse I use for myself. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, having powers outside the Matrix, um, if you want to talk about it in an exact literal form, they say that he's touching the source. So like you said in the Reloaded commentary, he kind of does have Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but how? how? Where um, does that come from? When, as they'll, well, they'll show they've already later. established that he can connect with the made with the machine world through his brain, and the Sentinels are being controlled by the machine world. So he's not stopping mm-hmm. them by from me to you. Well, it's mm-hmm. a it's and a real well, thing. When you but think they, about okay. how he's telling okay. the machine city no, to no. kill them, I understand, but but they don't explain where that comes from, and they they very much they they've the 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 thing is they've accounted for the rest of it. You know, it's like it's like. All answers are present and accounted for. Where did this come from? Well, that. And where did this come from? Well, that. And and where did this come from? Well, suppose we change the subject. It's like, wait a second. You've you've answered all these things. You've made the you've made the sci-fi reason for it, even though it doesn't necessarily oh. make sense. Oh. But Live wire right into the face. I like the I, I like the Neo being blind thing. I mean I mean like like you're saying, mythically and metaphorically and yada yada, it's all it's very, very strong. cool. Yeah. But it's like what do you do? Ah, but anyway, anyway, what? what, what were you, I want to. Well, when you think about it, how you know where are the machines getting all their energy? They're going to show that they're getting their power from human energy. They're sucking all the human energy, and they're filling themselves with human energy. And you know, some of the articles say they're essentially filling themselves with human. I don't know if I want to say souls, but did he really need to say blind messiah? Like, <laughs> like. Like, <laughs> they get more blatant later, but anyway, go ahead. Um, no, I think it has something to do with that. Um, filling, um, 
No, I'm lost now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Revelations will do that to you. I meant to. I meant to. I meant to let you go, but I, I couldn't help myself. Go ahead, though. No, there there is something there that that. But with my eyelids down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? <laughs> Don't you mean eyeballs burnt out? I was doing a thing. Don't you mean extinct? Uh, 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 don't you mean extinct? Uh, uh. Oh. Oof. I like that. I like that they don't show you what happened to the guy. <laughs> they just show you what happens they to They also did that with Smith. With the Oracle earlier. Did they? Mm-hmm. They show what would have, what would have been the kill shot in Matrix Code. Ah. I did not notice. I'm sure I was ranting about something. <laughs> you know what's amazing? He doesn't even have eyeballs and he still looks confused all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. That's acting, you guys. That's mime, yeah. <laughs> Went to clown school. No, but seriously, why can he do that? <laughs> uh, well, wait, why doesn't that it, explanation work for you? Huh? He's not. Because it's not an explanation. No, no, no not, not the metaphor thing. He's not telling the Sentinels to stop. He can connect with the machine world. But, but that, no, no, no. But that ex- exactly. That's not an explanation. Why not? You're, you're, you're telling me he can. Oh, it's because he can connect with this, the machine world. I'm like, no, no. That's the question that I'm asking. You're how, not answering. How does he connect to the machine you're, world? You're not answering my question. You are rephrasing well, it. Well, didn't they establish that already? They established that at some point between either Reloaded or this movie. Haven't they already established it by that point in Reloaded? But esta- they, they, they established that he can do it. They haven't established how. He's the only. It's you know. It's like. It's like James Bond. I guess, regardless of how you phrase it, it does boil down to he's magic in the real world. Exactly, apparently. it's like James yeah. Bond whipping out a magic wand out of nowhere. It's like, okay, in Harry Potter, I accept the magic wands because they do that all the time. In James Bond, he's never done that before, and I want to know where it came from and why that's suddenly okay in this world. Uh, earlier, the, they, they, the mean, Oracle draw- says that he he is able to touch the source, and uh, the very first time that he stops the Sentinels, and when he collapses, uh, they say it's because it was. Too much for him at one point. That's when he separates his uh-huh. his mind and his body. So he's kind of Wi-Fiing to the source, the machine mainframe. Almost yeah, when is, he is it that's, when that's he went my to problem. The, but the problem is how it's like it's like there's no there's no indication that humans do that. There's been a very clear delineation between okay, he's magic in the Matrix. Sure, fine, I totally accept that part. But in the real world, it is the real world, and it is it is our world. It is this it's the world. world that we that we exist in. You know, uh, uh, two hundred years in the future. So, when did they implant the airport card in his brain? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I love how in the Matrix movies they have like mechas, and yet they don't have microphones. They don't have microphones or, or, or shielding. Yeah, anything to yeah. shield themselves from, you know, a, 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 so something. I mean, it's clearly designed to handle an onslaught coming directly from in front of you. You would think they would have something to protect that from. Pebbles, at least you know, yeah, little rocks, something. as opposed even to... just the 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 empty rounds coming out of the the chamber. Yeah. All right. Well, if the idea behind the Matrix is that Neo can do all of this stuff because he becomes a self actualized human being, he becomes self actualized, and therefore he is able to alter the world in which he lives, which is the Matrix. Then, when he becomes self actualized outside of the Matrix, he is capable of doing the same thing. No, no, no. But I, I mean, I. I absolutely Maybe agree. I'm just rephrasing it again. No, I don't no, know. no, I'm trying. No, no, I'm trying. I absolutely agree, and I understand the story point it's trying to hit. Yeah. I understand the metaphor it's trying to make. But this is, but it's sci-fi. It's got an established r- the world. rules of the universe. It's got rules established, and it's like, okay, if you want to have him do that, that's fine. 
but you have to explain the mechanism by which he's doing that. There's there's a difference between making a you know doing something as a metaphor and having it be pure metaphor. Which, Dark City. Dark City is different because it demonstrates that there are beings that can do what he can do. But why? Huh? Because of the machine? Because they built... Oh, God, we're talking about Dark City. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not the point. No, no, no. That's not the point. No, it's not the same thing. Because the thing is, if suddenly this tuning thing showed up, like two-thirds of the way into the movie, if none of them had done any of the tuning before in Dark City, any of it, not the strangers, not him, so nobody. So what you're saying is, if it wasn't a movie about tuning, then it would be a problem. But yes, it's a movie about tuning. Right. When right, right. tuning, if tuning just shows up out of nowhere, it's like, since when? You know? And and that's that's my problem that I've got here. It's It's... If if they had had it from the beginning, that if they had even established that that earlier on, it's like, oh yeah, the one, you know, there's something something in your brain or blah 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 blah, it's something. But they almost refuse to acknowledge what they've done. Well, he and sees, just he, earlier he sees the green code of the Matrix, and later he kind of sees the orange code of the real world. This but is I, but so I get, badass. But I get the green code of the Matrix. He's in the Matrix. He's plugged in. It's a it's a computer simulation being fed into his brain. If, this is cool. Oh, that's a great dude. job. By the way, we're about one just about one hour one minute into a two hour movie without credits, so it's the exact halfway point. Yeah, it's a nice. Is it two hours win. or two and a half? I thought it was without two and a half. without credits. It's two hours and like one minute. Jesus Christ! How much credits? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people worked on this movie. Well, Revolutions no. had ten minutes of credits. Did it? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Oh, now, now here's a question, though. Now here's a question. If you lived in a world okay. in which, okay, so you're living <laughs> not, in your normal not world. So far. In a world. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> you live in a world, and Wait. one day you wake up and you realize that the world you've been living in is fake, and you wake up in the quote unquote real world. Happens right? to me all the time in LA, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would anybody ever question, like, hey, how do we know this isn't a. No, and absolutely. It's not a question it's, it's, it's somebody tur- would have. It's a turtles all the way down thing. Yeah, right. it is. It is. Exactly and, right. And that's but like, especially if you have Neo doing something in the quote unquote real world that he was able to do in the Matrix, would some wouldn't somebody have the question of, hey, what's the deal with this? Right. And 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 that's where everyone thought this was going. That's where everyone thought this was going, and quite frankly, that's what the thirteenth floor did, which is which is the the um, the movie we haven't discussed that's essentially also The Matrix and Dark City. Um, in the 13th floor, basically, it's like a, a, a genuine noir film, just just to get to it, because fuck it. Um, it's a genuine <laughs> noir film, and um, it's it takes place in, like, the 40s, but they've... They Oh no 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 no! It's it's a it's a it's our world, but they've they've created a little matrix world, like basically a, a a you know RPG that that you can go into, and it's a little noir world, and they they can talk and go. interact with people, and one of the yeah now it gets pretty badass. It's weird that the pacing. I'm, it's interesting you brought that up, Matt. That it's halfway into the movie, and mm-hmm. here we go, final battle starting. We'll yeah. be here for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. If if this were, it's it's almost like I'm willing to let this be the whole movie. I'm willing yeah, to let them so stop bitch. trying. Look at that. Yeah, but um, I could, I really could just this. watch this for an hour. I do, love, yeah. I do love the moment, and it, it happened a second ago when they're looking at the HUD, where we're used to a Sentinel being like. What's it look like? Pop it up on the 3D screen, and it's the one guy. And then it's like, what's it look like? Pop it on the 3D, and it's like, and it's just like a series of dots. You're right. Like, oh, fu-. I love that moment in sci-fi post-apocalyptic war movies where it's like, you're, oh, where they really raise yeah. the stakes on you. you. Guess yeah. what? You're mm-hmm. you 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 are gonna die. That's all you've got. Yeah. All you've got left to do is to wait and then die. But anyway, in, this- in 13th floor, they did the some of the programs in the 40s world figure out that they're programs and start to freak out and and it all starts to break down but then the guy in the 90s world which it was at the time realizes he's also in a simulation and ultimately wakes up in the real world in like you know 2100 or whatever um but um 
you know, that's a question that a lot of people asked after that Reloaded. That seems like where you, where you have to take the story, yeah. where they didn't touch at all. It, it, exactly. It's like, it's like at least touch upon that. At yeah. least someone asked that question and nobody does. This is now, you guys kept asking why they made these two sequels about Zion and not so much The Matrix. I think this kind of is your answer. This is the last stand of humanity. There, sure. There are shots, you know, in the second one, you see everyone that is living in Zion. You can see who's left, and it's not much, it's not many people. And so I think to show the, the stakes, like, by putting it in Zion is a lot different and a lot better than putting it in The Matrix because. I, I agree with that. I actually do agree with that because it's like it's very much a, a case of uh, well, if Zion goes, then what's what's left? Yes. If you get any, everyone out of the matrix, but they didn't. They forgot to talk about. Oh yeah, we're trying to get people out of the matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like Zion, 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 Zion. Let's go into the matrix and uh, to save Zion and and shoot some fucking people because who are they? They're not in Zion. And it's like what? <laughs> yeah. Come on, uh-huh. guys. Well, that. Like you're forgetting to deal with humans well, that's, at, the, at that level. There's somewhat deal with that at the end, when because they don't, they ultimately don't get rid of the matrix. It's it's up it's up to people at the end. Knuckle up. I I also Knuckle feel up. like they they came up with a whole bunch of slang and terminology specific to this world, which is good. That's a good thing to do, but it's very clearly absent in the first two. Right, and it's it's raised up a, a couple of levels here really without reason especially in, in that first scene where they're talking about the you know uh they call these calamari and there's a couple other references that's a really that's a really effective moment though i gotta say what what just happened because they're they're all in this room they hear all the noise out there and then the doors open and it's like holy shit it's the fucking metal metal it is the metal before my very eyes you know, and a, a fucking Squiddy jumps into the room with them and stuff. It's like that—that's—that's that's a nightmare I've had. <laughs> Basically, like like that terrifies me, and I understand exactly what those characters are feeling. So, so that's an effective moment. Is this is this the? Uh, oh, is this when no. this guy gets cut up. I just remember watching that shot a few seconds. Here, ago. here it is. The hand of God the here God coming. Hand. Just now, I hope, I hope everyone. Listening. I remember. I remember everyone, and that—that's a moment. I, I love it when audiences react, yeah. you know, viscerally and, and audibly. And that was a moment that everyone went, "Whoa!" <laughs> like in the in the screening I was watching. So that was that was pretty badass, I gotta say. I, I hope everyone listening is watching this on a larger TV than we are here. <laughs> We're doing this movie a bit hey, of a it's disservice. It's a Blu-ray on, on very like a 14-inch NTSC TV. Are we watching Blu-ray? Uh huh. That's a no. Oh, no the disc is not Blu-ray. Right well, I'm yeah. I'm proud of us, but we need to get a proper TV if we're going to watch Blu-ray. We're going to get a TV soon. So yeah, that machine's just pooping Sentinels right now, and they, they got to do something. God, about I was it, like I that two nights ago, man. I was, <laughs> little Paquito Moss, yeah, I some salsa, bathroom tied up forever. I was shitting Sentinels. <laughs> Sentinels, 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 like genitals. Oh dear. I wonder how. I always like to picture, just for the sake of filling this moment, while well, it's nothing but action that we really can't talk about. I always picture what what would happen if you walked that's, into a that's, movie. I got to say that's good though. That was but a cool the shot. effects work is oh. perfect. Yeah, it's in really, this really one, good. I mean, it was pretty lazy in the first one, as I, I talked about before. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they had so but, little money. But this time, oh my god, this it, is this fantastic really shit. I always wonder what a scene would play out like, or better yet, how a movie would play out like, with insert scene you're watching being the first thing, and you have to establish the movie from that as a starting point. And I feel like, of the whole Matrix sequels thing, 
if you were going to start somewhere and commit to this plot, I would start in the war. I would start where, guess what? The first movie is going to be aliens. It's just the whole thing is fucking aliens in the Matrix universe. And I feel like talking about our lowest common denominator, what do they want to see versus what should we give them for a story? They, they, they want this, but which, if you're going to give them the flashy, you know, the style over substance approach, I truly, no one that was a fan of the Matrix would not be a fan of just watching a two-hour-long robot fight. Do, well, yeah. Robots. I mean, if we started here, if we cut in just in the middle of this, you'd, you'd walk out, you'd be like, dude, I don't know what happened, but that movie ate my fucking head. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what went on, but I want to see it again, you know? And, uh, yeah, again, but it's, it's setting up the movie. If it's like, okay, this movie is nothing but insane action that's just blowing my face off, fine, great. But if you're going to pretend you're telling me a story, then, you know. Well, that's that. an interesting idea. What if you had started the, this movie or Reloaded or all of the Matrix with this battle as, you know, here's the climax, you know, here's here's our hook, you know, the first ten pages, and then we jump back to, you know, How six months there. earlier or yeah. whatever. <laughs> that would be a hell of a thing. Tracer Fire, <laughs> Tracer Fire is so cool. But really hard to do and make it not look like lasers. Hmm. I yes, you're right. Yeah. Sound sound probably helps a lot. We know that from the same project yeah. on different I, I occasions. Know, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love that they're kind of operating video games as as ways to, to fight them off. It's kind of a funny. funny yeah, thing. that's that's true. That's a good. Uh, oh, I mean, that's basically what it would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such the the lighting on like the tentacles and stuff is so great. When they when they move past, I, I had forgotten really how horrifying this whole sequence is. <laughs> it's really visceral. Just yeah. how visceral, how hopeless. Yeah, yeah. this it's like is. Being, it's like being trapped in a dangerous urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this scene, this this whole this whole it's it's like it's like really like we're, I gonna, said, we're gonna glide past dangerous urethra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, they're laughing at home. It's fine. Um, no, but it's it's totally. It is absolutely the kind of thing what, – what you were just saying, it's like this they did right. Yes, like if yeah. they didn't pretend that they had other stuff going on, if they weren't trying oh to justify – Oh, Jesus. She's like a half a mile up. Yeah. If they weren't trying to justify the hour that led into this, <laughs> then this would just be phenomenal. And there's there's so few complaints you can you can make about this from, from almost uh, any perspective. I mean Here the effects go. are great. Oh. The action is great. Even even at this point, you know, oh yeah, and there's this episode yeah. was badly written. Yeah, <laughs> and they're giving such great you know, comes, performances. Comes, there's nothing there, but Sprout. Yeah, and those are big, by the way. <laughs> you don't really. I mean, <laughs> they're like seventy feet long. Yeah, it's funny because you don't get a sense because you only see them next to ships, so you don't get a sense of them um, alongside people. people. They will yeah. kill you un- until that moment, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It will kill you. I was not, and that's that's another great way, even subtly and not without really trying to to raise the stakes, because you're like, "Oh shit, this is even worse than I thought it was," because I hadn't really Just been thinking of, of it in the right perspective. I like, this cut. Yeah. I like this cut a lot. No one could pilot mechanical. Bam! Right there. Yeah, she can. And that is totally the Millennium Falcon flying through the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's more like what the Star Speeder 3000 would be doing in Star Tours. I mean, I love the color work. It's it's so blue. you know straightforward. Well, it's blue, but then they're being chased by yellow fire, and it's it's a great contrast that they've that they've got going on. So. Really good. Jesus, can you imagine how long? There's so much. 
so much work at play here. Oh yeah, Jesus, that's so much work. Every one of those shots and I got is a, unbelievably complicated. And they turned it around fast as hell. Like, see, if Neo had sprung one of those out of his fucking head, I would have no problem with. They're, they're like, what satellite? Like, even they need to actually open up a special little thing to do it. Um, that's that's funny. They, they're really they're well animated like, oh, and everything. Yeah. They're awesome. Well, I, well, they, it was a big deal in in effects because it was the first time that they did a lot of that stuff procedure, like them floating and, and stuff like that. The swarming was done procedurally, and they hadn't really done that before because they were like, "We need about three billion sentinels, and we're not going to keyframe that shit." So <laughs> I guess we have to have their tentacles working procedurally, and we've done that before. But them too, so it was basically like, you know, basically using kind of a version of massive to do it, not actually using massive. But although they did, I, I will say, um, re- relating it to Lord of the Rings, I was I did find myself annoyed watching the behind the scenes of this this movie of revolutions. But, yeah, because because in fact we're getting to the bit that they were talking about when they come bursting in through the gate to, to Zion because mm-hmm. that was a miniature when the, when they when the uh, the is this a Neb is this a Nebuchadnezzar this or is, is the, it, no, this is the Majolner. The Majolner. Um, when she uh, when, when the, the when the ship comes busting through the gate and then crashes and then sets off the EMP and everything, that was too close. the big crash through the gate and all of that that was a miniature. That was a miniature gate and a miniature ship crashing through it. But because they needed scale, they built a gigantic, you know, miniature scale. It was like one tenth scale, which is ridiculous. Wow. Compared to now, that's probably uh, oh. that's not accurate. I'm sure. So all right, all you right. know, someone's going to write us on the forums. I know that was a lie, but um, it was it was it was a ridiculous. It, it, but they were like, so we coined the term bigature. I'm like, how dare you? Like this movie didn't come out until after the Lord of the Rings had all already come out. We had known that they called it bigatures like five years ago. How dare you pretend that you're the first people to come up with it? And it was just. There were, there were a number of things like that where, where they were like, yeah, we came up with blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm sure that impresses people watching the DVD who don't watch a lot of this stuff, but I know you're full of shit. Uh-huh. So. Are you sure he wasn't using well, the were... royal we? Just he, we effects artists started calling them bigotures? Uh-huh. There's, John, I, I, there's John Gata right there, the nice. effects supervisor. I can't say with 100% certainty that he wasn't, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Yeah, he's the asshat I'm talking about. Harry <laughs> Lennox. I think his name is Harry Lennox. That sounds right. He's on Dollhouse. He shows up in everything. He was, he was on the short-lived Commander-in-Chief starring Gina Davis. Michael's talking about and? Michael's talking about the visual effects guy. Yeah, John Gata. No, John, John Gata is the effects guy. He's the, yeah. Yeah, no, he invented bullet time, too. <laughs> exactly. After seeing he it on the... He invented the idea yeah. of pictures moving. <laughs> exactly. He invented, he invented bullet time, which actually is basically... What what came like the very very first the very first film thing ever. that we ever thought we didn't talk about that in the Matrix I didn't yeah, find we did. out about we did about, did, we did we yeah a little bit well, what he's referring to is that the very first recorded motion picture sequence was a guy taking pictures of a horse to prove a bet that the all four hooves leave the ground and Zero that trip. was literally bullet time right he set up he set up a, a, a string of, of cameras, still cameras that that were set off in sequence as the the horse basically ran over trip wires essentially so so not only bullet is bullet time. time not new it precedes the film <laughs> it precedes film <laughs> you know so it's like when they're like yeah we thought of and and you know that there's is, that and that, and then there's that the is, Gap commercial, and then there's... That yeah, is yeah. the Zeotrope. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was the Zotrope, original yeah. Zeotrope, yeah. which is what Coppola this, named his production yeah. company. Now, that what we just saw with him running, that was a cool little sequence. I had a nice setup, because the first time we see him driving the, the ammo, he drops it. And so that's like a cool little setup this time when he's, when he's you know, trying to reach uh, the machine. You're afraid he's going to drop it yeah, uh, the second time. So that's, that's a nice little setup. That's like a great, that. great touch. Yeah. That's a yeah. great minor touch. Yeah. Unfortunately, the major touches. Yeah, are not and there. it's like, and it's and it's a great touch for a minor character that I'm like, fucking who? 
Like, why oh, are we that guy, so right, right, right. Like, it's it's not unless you've seen the Animatrix, and even then you forget. Look You're like, oh yeah, those fucking the... shells are. Huh? Those shells are like a oh, foot yeah. long. Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, that's what she but, said. Um, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Just the lighting. It's like every. It's, yeah, it's like hell. Painting. It is hell. That's what we're looking at here. It's a great. This is um, this is so terrifying and horrifying. Yeah, because those things are just giant flying razor blades. Yeah. Here it comes. All right, start cutting up on his face. Yeah. I'm just glad Zack Snyder didn't direct this and then come out with the director's cut. Oh man. Yeah, if Zack Snyder directed this, this oh! would have been really over the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they. I'm glad they toned it down. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they were thinking that they're like, man, we don't want a Zack Snyder no, all over I, this. No, I feel, I feel for the Wachowski brothers in this sense because good storytelling demands making very strong choices. Mm-hmm. You can't kind of have Oh my ask, god, look at that background. Oh wow. Like just from this scene you're looking at it you're like, "Oh my god, how can you even not be staring at that in horror?" Like yeah, it's astonishing how can that, not that cripple you. That it, yeah, it, it, how can that not cripple you in fear? It's like you you're 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 looking at this kid you're like, "Oh fuck this kid," but you're like, "I, I don't know how he's even moving right now," you know? <laughs> but what were you saying? I so the the crux of good storytelling is to make good strong choices, and the stronger the choices you make, the better your story will be. The more conviction. The very, the more conviction. Yeah, the stronger your point of view, the stronger whatever you're doing. The as a rule, the better off it you'll be. But there's a danger where if you make too strong of a choice, and I would say this guy's make death free. makeup would, <laughs> would count. And this is that's a question I'm I've been trying to figure out for myself is how do you. How do you define, how do you find that line between what's a good, strong choice and what's so strong that when people see it, they're going to they're gonna laugh at you? Because uh-huh. I remember la- seeing that moment and laughing. And I'm, yeah, that's if the Wachowskis a- aren't punking us, that's definitely right. not the reaction they no, were going no, that's for. A, I mean, they were going for, look how fucking brutal this is. But it's right. so fucking brutal that you're just like, you can't even help but laugh at right. that point. Just, just in astonishment. It's not even funny. You're just kind of astounded that his face should be like... He he looks like he's cut halfway through his skull. <laughs> yeah. And yet he's still sitting there talking. But um yeah, this is um I mean just stuff like well not so much this cuz that's a he looks like a big metal shrek kind of stomping around but <laughs> but just ju- just what we were talking about before it's like some of these these are genuinely like some heart-stopping visuals going on here. It's like this is the end of the world and I believe it, you know. But it's like it it just Ah, it just doesn't hold it, and, and that's the thing. I think that's my exasperation with it. I want so desperately for this to work because there's so many pieces there that I'm like, yes, look at that, look at it, you know. And it's, yeah. I'm just, I just get so excited, and then, and then they, you know, they pull the rug out from under. There me are again. some great, great pieces to this, but they're just not put together in the right way. Yeah, maybe close. Maybe, maybe I, I mean, I know, I and know. I mean, and I mean, part of it is, you know, part of it is reloaded. They do, and part of it is just the fact that a lot of it is filler, according to the, you know, the apocrypha. Um, a lot of it is just like, well, we have to fill, we have to fill four hours where we only meant to fill two. So right. I guess we'll have to have him give a chicken orgasm with cheesecake or something. And Put him in Jabba's palace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, I don't know if that story is true. God. Just the just the big string backlit by the fire and stuff. That's, I don't know. That's terrifying to me. But um, yeah, it, 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 I almost I almost want to say if it's true that that they got 
basically fucked with at some point and had to had to rearrange it. Number one, I wish they'd spent a little more time doing it and had some people to be like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, I hate this. Neo, I believe. Shut up. <laughs> Just shoot the fucking thing. <laughs> what does that even mean? I d- um, but um, That's actually an interesting contrast because early, uh, a couple moments earlier when he gets in, the the thing that he tells himself is don't over squeeze the trigger and it's right. a, it, you know it's this big moment and that's his his yeah, moment that he's he like to, don't to screw voice. this up because they'll all make fun of you right like, <laughs> and I like that moment but then yeah. then a couple moments later then you get the very much more cliche of I believe Neo I believe which is what he said in the Animatrix that's a right. callback to the Animatrix but it's which, like fair enough it's fair enough but it's like I don't care like yeah. who are you talking to Neo's not even there you're post shadowing yeah exactly it's like I don't even understand what what believe what you're about to shoot a chain that makes the garage door open like what are you even <laughs> talking about at this point but um but Michael just gets pissed off what and yeah. who and why Get, and, and by the way like oh we're back into the death urethra I I well, Ooh. see, now you've gone and ruined it. Because I was going to say, I love th- I love this scene, but then you're like, death urethra. And I'm like, well, now I sound You know, like I, I think you were right a moment ago <laughs> but, when you were talking about how, how do you not stare in awe at this? How do you have a scene with another person when you have this around you? Because we used to, uh, the the hills that were on fire in California uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, that was captivating. And from right. where we were standing, it's like these little orange dots on the hill five miles away. But, but I give it and to we're them. all standing, I'm like, oh. But I'll give it to them. It's not like it's not like you usually see where it's like they're on a green screen and they're just not aware of that shit. So they're yeah. not they're not they're, they're ignoring they're it. not playing it. You know they're ignoring it. I, I'll give them that, especially the kid who I I don't even know the actor's name and we're kind of glossing over Sandra it and Bullock. just shitting all over his, <laughs> his character and stuff like that. But he gives a really well, great performance. Thing, I, he gives a great performance. Even though and his character is pretty yeah, good, even though you're ignore he's ignoring what's going on behind him. You 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 can tell that he knows it's there. Yeah, you know at, at every moment. So he's giving a he's giving a really great subtle performance in that moment and I think that helps that's that's why it sells you know it looks crazy back there but if he was just kind of chilling and be like hey captain how you doing with your face cut halfway to your you know brain stem I just imagine um, Wash walking in and then there being this like kind of weird bizarro moment <laughs> is that that's not her no though. that's not her that's the other one <laughs> shut up no no <laughs> that's racist that's all I'm saying they all look alike that's all you're saying ah! that's, fine. that's where you went with that without even meaning to but uh, anyway, um, three captains, one ship, just like the Enterprise. They always have uh, uh, by Star Trek six, like half the fucking main cast is a captain. The Matrix sequels are great. How dare you? I'm just trying to get Brian to stop talking about. <laughs> exactly. I'll say that. Bam. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you will. You will go all the way. I've reached desperation to early. Stop him. <laughs> um, Jubal early. That's what this movie needs. <laughs> You know what? If, look, look at Fig's eyes light up. He's like, "Yeah." You know I what? Agree with if that. this yeah, movie, yeah, 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 yeah. If if Jesus, no, 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 no. Let's 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 bear this out. Hold on. If this if no, these movies, phenomenon. no, 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 because it's the same problem. It, it's similar to what we talked about with the Star Wars prequels. Everyone takes it so fucking seriously. What if you had a guy who, even in the middle of the apocalypse, was just kind of strolling around, being sarcastic? <laughs> he was like, or, or just being. Being this some fucked up shit. Yeah, exactly. Being oblivious, but not in the the effects aren't there yet. Right. But in the in the a character that's oblivious. Yeah, in the nihilistic. Well, everything's fucking shit. So what's the difference? You know, kind of. That would have been. I think. Oh, I think I would have. Oh. I think I would have loved nice. these movies if if I had come in if 
if there had been one character who it's like, that guy's hilarious. You know I will watch know, this movie five times Link, just to watch him you do know, that Link, again. Someone, Link someone plays that role. Somewhat. I, yeah. he, he, I like that one moment in Reloader where he's like, just... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. definitely he's definitely kind of he's like, the closest to that. To that by the person. way, that shot we were just talking about, we kind of glossed over it, where all the like the bazillion sentinels all come straight at him. Uh-huh. That's what it will look like when Microsoft attacks us. <laughs> no Google. We can make Google. as many of these as we want. They can fly, and they've got all right reception. Yeah, no, 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 Google. <laughs> Google is the ones who are like, we can make as many of these as we want. You'll like it. <laughs> it's already happened. And it's already happened. You didn't even notice it, it happened. Yeah, Pixar um, will make a movie out of it. Starbucks will put it on a cup of coffee. But, and but, then the Macs will sell it. But I was saying the um, the m- one of my big questions, and, and this, is, this is one of the questions that I kind of sort of answered for myself. I was like, why the fuck aren't there EMP bombs Everywhere, like every five feet around that dome, right. there should be EMP bombs. Every twenty yards outside of Zion, for like a hundred mile radius, they should just be able ring to like after ring after yeah, ring. they should just be able to knock them off. Be like boom, boom, and I'd even I'd even set some up way over there, so I, so they couldn't even kind of triangulate. Like every time we get close to here, they we explode. Right. Like like put some put some on the other side of Australia. So that every time they go there, they're like, so you fuck with the machines. They're like, my God, there's two Zions. How many humans are there out there? And just, like, really screw with them. But no, they're like, we have no ships. And now we have to shoot them with guns. It's like, <laughs> what? Why would you have to shoot them with guns? Well, they, they have lasers. Why don't you? Well, they How did just, you answer your question, they, though. They do well, say they, that the EMPs take out their own ships and their own guns as well. Bingo. Well, not their and guns. They also said, they also said that guns. they... So they're de- that, that's they're a, defenses. That's a great right. reason well, to make this shit all run on steam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they also said that they can't know we don't have an EMP without the tech and waves. That's why there's more and more after each time because they, they, they would assume that they have EMP, which I don't. So there is. Like, there's a little bit, and then there's more, and then there's more <laughs> They're like, waves of attacking. We're good? So. We're good? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. There is one moment in this movie that oh, I do that's absolutely really cool. love. Is it no, when I'm, they go through the clouds? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that moment gets me. Uh-huh. That's good. I'm probably really, really pushing it here, but when I see the, the pods there, I kind of think it reminds me of the song Strawberry Fields, uh, <laughs> Strawberry Fields from The Beatles, which is, you could read into it and see some parallels to, to the Matrix there. And it's Fuck probably it, not intentional. We've tried to correlate it's, everything else. <laughs> yeah. Probably not intentional, but I'm going to pretend it is. So. I'm pretty sure it's not intentional. Yeah. I don't even, <laughs> like, I get it, because they both have fields. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, they're, you know, they're, sure, they're living is easy with eyes but... closed and all the, the lyrics and stuff. So. But I'm just going to make that you my own thing. You just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah? You, you know well, that got, song, right? Yeah. Got yeah. out of bed. Dragged code That's completely the wrong song. I know, but I'm saying <laughs> my life. Well, we can correlate that one. Which exactly. One that? Take take any latter day <laughs> it's like crazy the, ass Beatles it's like, song. It's like I'm the sure Kevin Bacon something. game. How many degrees away from sense yeah. does this Beatles song make when compared to the Matrix sequels? <laughs> Ooh, that's a fun game, everyone. <laughs> Let's be, play it. It's, it's like a drinking <laughs> game. Six it is a drinking game. Six you know degrees what? I'm of have another drink. How close can you get? Like insert. How close can you get a hard day's night to the Matrix sequels? Well, it's dark. I will try my damnedest. Life is difficult. <laughs> it is a pretty hard day's night in the Matrix, if I gotta you, say. If you can do it in under two connections, take a drink. It's fun, well, and it becomes, it becomes very surreal very quickly. <laughs> Not really. Just take a... Oh, Michael's throwing back his tequila now. I've <laughs> stepped up to the tequila, too. Did you just take I'm a straight shot of tequila? Yeah, I did. God, you're such a man. <laughs> <laughs> my God, man. I couldn't do that if I had to. That should and I did like... it without coughing too much. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. And it's, on, it's for posterity. Yeah. Motherfucker, that's really <laughs> impressive. 
I like how you have a flask of tequila, like you're fucking, <laughs> exactly. like a sore wino mm. in the 1800s in a Dickens novel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't have tequila in the Dickens novels. Oh, no, <laughs> just be me. No, no, okay. I did. Not no, tequila. No, no. It's the it's it's the small bottle that you have. It's like go oh, heavens. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even the good stuff either. I'm saving that for later. You don't want to know what that bottle looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is a dildo shaped bottle that's meant to be trafficked. <laughs> I just understood that. That's a way homer. <laughs> that's terrible. Enjoy. It's terribly wrong. Oh, Matrix. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Wait, Neo and Trinity. What? I completely forgot about you. We're not talking about Glass Dildos I guess there right is now. a... I wonder, what a horrible thing. Anyway. You know how you never... You always want to ask someone a question. You want to ask Bill Clinton, what was it like to get blown by the lady? Or you want to ask, like, some filmmaker... You really did shouldn't you really, have to did, ask did, did that you really, question. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> stick, with, stick with me. You always want to ask the filmmaker, okay, this. seriously, I understand that you can't ever say something bad about an actor because it'll be a thing, but I really do want to step out and say, and kill everyone on the planet... And it's me and Larry and Andy, and say so everyone accept them. But they're they're all they're all dead. They're not people. They're all dead. Uh huh. Sure. It's just it's just you and and me, you guys. Um, did you think that Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss <laughs> had chemistry? They're dead. They're gone. They'll never know if you said something. If you said an unkind word about you them, you could just ask them off the record. <laughs> it's just like they would say shit. No, it's one of those things where it's like right. You can't even expect because as long as they say yes, there'll always be like the shadow of a doubt. Like right. maybe they're the same fucking yes. I wonder if they watch Keanu and Carrie Ann interact and go, God, this is, that's so compelling this is awesome, and real. By the way, this this kind of wave of destruction. I wish it made sense, but I love the look of it. But it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. This know. is more great concept art in motion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is the bladder infection. It almost feels like that. It almost feels like they were like, paint us some shit. And then yeah. people did, and they're like, awesome. And we'll they use kind that, of we'll use that, we'll use that. Which worked kind of for Labyrinth, but it, didn't, it d- doesn't work so much here. They're, de- they're definitely, uh, we talked about this in Galaxy Quest, that is definitely a, a ship that's on a gimbal, because they were shaking the fuck out of those guys. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can tell. You can tell that's real. Orange code. What, is, or- what, is, code, or- really. what is orange code mean? It's the real world. How did that it's, even happen? Was that the soul of the machine? I was talking then? to the guy that likes the movie. I don't care. <laughs> it's uh, orange code means equals. Well, it's it's the human. They're powered by the human life source. I love how that's not an answer at all. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, it's gold because right, because uh, the soul. Whoa, <laughs> just, I mean, whoa, that's, that's the, the, whoa, that's really I forgot about yeah. that. And then we go into this and guy. We have this moment. Brian's depending gonna tear on how up a metaphorical bit. you want to get with it. It's the. This is, powered this, by is a, human souls. this is a very clear, very simple moment, and it works. Well, and it's you, very Brian. clear what's going on, unlike the rest of the movie, where you don't know what the fuck is going on. But in this moment where they pop they through just the clouds... Wanna, they just want to see something beautiful. They just want right. to, you know... I love this. Wow. It even looks like the Columbia Stinger, too. Well, exactly. Well, it's... I mean, it's the kind of thing... Yeah, they definitely put the, you know... Blue shadows, uh, orange highlights, blue definitely just shadows. graded the hell out of it. But it is, it is very much the kind of... I mean, you know, going into metaphor or whatever, it's like there is Jesus, this that's, sucks. That's your that's your moment of hope. That's your moment of there is a reason to keep doing They're this so because close. the sun is still fucking shining somewhere. Yeah, this movie rocks. Stop it. <laughs> Full of gold, orange. How See, do you guys- I like the I, I, I even like the idea. I wish they used it more. Where it's like, oh yeah, they're powered by human souls. Wait, so yeah, let's get back like, to that. Like, so human souls. What's the explanation for that in the movies? What scene does that come up in? I, well, I forget. Just, well, that's that's where they it, they first, get all their power from. 
It's it's, it's they, the power of human the, the love. The power plants. Yeah, it's 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 human. The whole basis uh, of the Matrix. Yeah, it's well, it's, but why it's is human green. What are the, what are, what's bioenergy. Green? It's human bioenergy combined with a form of fusion. But <laughs> as, as we recall, which what, also what has was, a soul. Uh, what, was the, what was the green? Because when he, oh, I like he, this that. Oh no, no. Wait, wait. Yeah, I like that bit where it looks like he's stabbed the fuck to death, hmm. and she seems fine. If you go back and watch it, you can actually see her getting like stabbed and being pushed back. Yeah, right, I actually so remember that it. shot. Oh really? Yeah. We can keep talking over this scene because. It'll be going for like half an hour. Now, seriously, I love, the, I love this movie. Yeah, this scene goes on for a little bit. We this now, is we, this is a scene where they're I'll give they that to they you. can't not know that this is funny. They can't. <laughs> we when I remember very vividly, we went to see this in the theater when it came out. At some point, and I can't, I don't remember exactly when, but we started making fun of it for going on for so long, like literally like, MSD3K. And the scene seemed to play along. And it kept going. No, they're talking. We, he, we well, ran out of the scene, jokes. right? Yeah. All right. It's one thirty-three. It's one thirty-three seventeen. They just started talking. We'll see okay. how long this goes. Mm. Now, Matt, yeah. in the <laughs> Matrix, when he's in the hallway and he finally sees, he you know he flexes and he bends the walls. Yep. That's green code. Yes. Why? What's the difference between green and orange? The green is the code of the Matrix, obviously. And the orange and is the, the orange is you people, could interpret it as the, the, the code the, of the real world. It's the people's code. Like cottage cheese. <laughs> it's cottage cheese. <laughs> the people's sure. cheese. Which is fine, and I would totally buy that if at some point somebody in the movie went, Hey, how do we know we're not living in a second matrix? Yeah. If somebody just said that, I would be completely okay with it. Obviously, if I'm not sure actually, about completely well, personally, yeah, yeah. but uh, if he's pulling Matrix shit, for that did, one, I mean, did you feel did you feel that they that is something they had to do for to that say you weren't question. sure? Huh? Do you feel that's something they had well, to explain? I, someone well, you know, suffrage. I, I feel like it's something. I feel like it's something you have it's to. It's a setup that has to be paid off in some way. You know, it's a it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it's like it's there like was, it's like it's like in if in Star Wars, a guy, uh-oh. you know, if in Star Wars. Luke blows up the Death Star, really and is. everyone just kind of pretends that didn't happen. Like they don't, they pretend there was no Death Star. They just kind of move on from there. And Empire and it's like, starts where he's back on Tatooine, and he's like, exactly. What the and hell? it's like, it's like, wait, it worked oh, for Ghostbusters. Hold on, yeah. Well, it, they never, they never really implied that it is a Matrix within a Matrix. No, no, it's a metaphorical Matrix in the Matrix because well, they're still being manipulated, but not what, a literal what, one. What they imply is that they're, I mean, I mean, for for me, it's kind of a thing where it's like, you know, Neo is is. Uh, Metaphorically speaking, he's the everyman. That's the whole thing with the, with the the hero's journey and yada yada. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost like wait wait, there is no indication that anyone else could do that. Nobody else could learn to do that. And if you're going to be in, you know, it's got. I I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's Cher reaching a little could. too much. But Chuck Norris could. Shara could. She believes in life after love. I tell you what. <laughs> do you believe? By the way, oh, I think we started at, what was it, 131.17? Uh, we are two minutes in. I wished I had one. Was it 133.17? I wished I had one more chance to say what really mattered. <laughs> she is dying right now. She's two minutes, three minutes actually, into I, dying because it took him a minute to get over there. And now she's saying, boy, it really sucked that other time I died without saying what I wanted to. And, and it, I got to... Yeah, exactly. I, I would. I would. By like to the see time this. I knew how to say what I wanted to, it was too late. She's repeating herself. <laughs> God damn! How can this not be a joke? How? I, w- I would like to see the scene rewritten, but it is. But at the same time, you do want to spend time because Trinity's. I think it's the first, very first character we see in the whole yeah, she trilogy. Is. Yeah, so she we is. do want to spend time, but okay, all right. But you now, don't want to take now, too Michael. Long. What's why do you think they're punking us? Huh? 
Well, I okay. You, are you asking me for their motivation? Well, I don't well know. You, you have a you have a theory that maybe they're punking us. Well, I've I've, I've I mean, and she's I've still it, dying, and we are now over three, minutes, three minutes into in. her exasperated, heavy breathing death scene. Yeah, I mean, she was stabbed a good five minutes ago. You guys like. Stab serious. <laughs> serious stab. And, and, like, it's worth noting that we, ta- we haven't pulled wait, out wait, yet. Here we, we go. We will pull Whoa. out at the end. Never pull out. Yeah, like Serenity's, Serenity's wash And she's stab. dead at like wind. five. She's stabbed five separate. Looks like it's about yeah. three minutes and 30 seconds of exasperated death scene. Yeah, and there look you at go. This. And then he pulls out. And it's, <laughs> how can that not be a joke? How can it not be, look how much we killed the fuck out of her? Like, yeah. like what is even the need for that many? Like, that's, that's the... That's the um, um, was it Ace Ventura? That's the three is too much <laughs> joke. Like that, that's that's what that is right there. It's like they wanted to make it clear that she was fucking dead as hell, and and that's what she got. So right now they're in, they're in the temple. They're taking refuge in a place of worship. I thought I would add. Interesting. <laughs> Still on that out there. Matt, I love you, but man. Uh, well, it's just interesting because I'm just, when you, when you, it does feel like your grasp gets strong. I'm just going to take well, another shot of tequila. That's all right with everything. But I mean, I mean, yeah. the, you could have a debate about you know whether nice. thank you about the the religious <laughs> versus uh, human humanism implications of this whole entire trilogy and what they're trying to say. Like, well, what do you, you mean? Is, okay. Well, does, Please does, do. does I'm the, with you. So, so go ahead. Set it up. I'm well, setting first, back. Cool. They, they kind of crap. On well, I don't want to say well. They kind of crap on religion. The second one, like oh, there was this savior who was supposed to save us, and like well, it was kind of a lie to to get everybody on the same um, page. Yeah, and so and in the end, it kind of comes true anyway, even though it was a lie. So they never really, you know. And you have the character of Niobe who believes in him, and yet she's not a believer in the in the she myth has, of the one. A, she has a humanist now, belief. Yeah, yes. so it? so you could so you could have a debate within this movie of of the humanism versus. Uh, now is uh, that a self actualization statement? Uh, that, that was pretty. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty. They stole it from surrogates, but it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so many movies ripped off surrogates. <laughs> totally. It's amazing how many movies ripped off surrogates. Someday we'll have to explain what we're talking about, but <laughs> now it's a three away. episode wide. <laughs> exactly. Joke. That that we never started. But go ahead. Sorry. Well, it, it, you know, we talked already about self. How the Matrix, the first Matrix, is self actualization within the Matrix, and then the second one is self actualization outside. So. Is is that the ultimate point? Is that if you self actualize yourself, if you just realize your own power, you can do whatever? And mm-hmm. no, uh, the actual know. point is a baby will save you. <laughs> a robot baby, a weird. Robo well, I think, I think the whole point baby. is to create debate. I don't think that what Wachowskis are saying either one way or another, like either religion or or humanism. I think the the whole point was to get people talking about it. Well, it's similar to what what you said. I think in the original in the, Matrix, the first one, yeah, yeah, it's it's about. Uh, starting a discussion and not being one, but um, I don't think the start of the discussion should be what the hell. You know? <laughs> I think that's, that's not that's really a good way to discuss. We've, we've, we've come. An hour- I like how we're we're seeing, by the way, his perspective, except not because we see him in it. But that's okay. We've come an hour and thirty nine minutes into Matrix, Matrix Revolutions, and maybe two, maybe coming up on three and a half hours into the sequels. Uh-huh. And here's my theory: Occam's Razor. They tried. They just got off on the wrong foot. Kept running, and this is what we got. This yeah, seems they, like this seems like they're taking themselves seriously, and they're trying to make an epic. They're making Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> and goddamn, they ain't Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I mean, this is you know, the Matrix was a fluke, is what I'm saying. Not, I think maybe I think not if, even it, necessarily a fluke, but yeah, you're right. Occam's Razor, and never attribute to malice what can be attributed to incompetence. Yeah, <laughs> and that's 
that's probably the correct um, speculation. This is, they tried, and they just didn't do it. This is a very good... Again, yeah, taken on its own, any given scene, well... I most, guess uh, more scenes. in this one, most scenes, and especially more in this one. Like in Reloaded, you're just like, "Hey," but but in <laughs> but in this movie, like you take you take it on its own. Like the scene where he's where he's you know taking his audience with a god, basically. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool, you know. And I'll even give them that it's a giant baby face. <laughs> it, that's clearly them going. What well, would make this the weirdest shit ever? It's like it's like. They just had to go one more level and it'd be a giant clown, right? But, but they're like, okay, a baby face. And by the way... Um, That's almost uh, literally how it happened, I heard. <laughs> the, the, the designer like, like, a baby face would be cool. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool. That's kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. And, and they actually motion captured a baby. Like really, the, or, or or facial not, like they didn't put all the dots on it because the baby wouldn't have fucking stood I'm assuming, for that. I'm but. assuming they keyframed his mouth because they didn't like stick a stick. No, no, on no, the no, no exactly. And just Mr. Edit put until he said the line. Monofilament. <laughs> no, they they put peanut butter. It was put peanut butter in the baby's gums, no. and it was fine. It was funny. He loved it. He made chili. I like I like the idea that this this thing that's about to connect him is kind of alive, and, and, I, and I like the this line. If you fail, I won't. That's a really good solid line. And and great cut back to the thing. And just they kind of like God, fuck! I, I've never gotten over since the first Matrix in 1999. The yeah, notion of we've got we've we've drilled like a seven inch hole in your head that's about a half an inch wide, and we can just stick a giant metal pipe in there, and right. it won't kill you, but it won't be comfortable. No shit. Yeah, don't I, do that. Don't I, have a snake attack his head. I like after he says I won't. I do like that it cuts back to the big baby face. Yeah, just the reaction shot being like, and all right then, transported him into the third act. Yep. But uh, all right. Now, oh, I remember. But, this but, they, but they they would actually they they did keyframe the baby's mouth to have it talk. But but they would actually like they just had a bunch of witness cameras on it and they would like give it a teddy bear and then take it away to get the really upset look out of it and shit like that. Like they were kind of cruel to the baby. <laughs> is, there an, is there an ASPCA for babies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not technically abuse, but but they were baby they, sag. They made the they the made ASP, the baby cry. The ASPCB, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hi, my name is Bob. I'm from the ASPCB. I'm here to tell you to stop fucking with that baby. So this is um, this is pretty hardcore. Well, it's 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 not only the nature of the shots this and what's happening. Guy, look at that! Look at how hard the rain is hitting them. Just ba ba ba! You can see yeah. it exploding off his face. A, they have a rain gun. They do though. This is this is. Uh, it's funny because after this or before this, but um, I saw it after this. Bowfinger. The the whole joke is they're yeah. making a movie called Chubby, Chubby Rain. Rain. They referred to this, uh, I believe, as Chubby Rain or maybe Fat Rain. But uh, I was reminded of it because they well, they Forrest have... Gump has Fat Rain. Bowfinger has Chubby Rain. Yeah, and Forrest Gump like big old fat. Rain. They they had they had um, they intentionally made special sprinklers that made gigantic fucking raindrops yeah. to get this look. And the idea was that this rain. This is this is halfway, you know, water, but it's also the matrix breaking down. This is this is the matrix code. It's supposed to remind you of that. Um, My I, favorite again, part of the whole fight right here. Yeah, this is three shots. This is pretty good. In terms of fight choreography, I guess it makes sense because every hit seems really deliberate. The strobe effects makes it a little, and that why was that was a they, hell of a line cross right there. I yeah, that was a one eighty. Yeah, it's kind of bold. No, they do it twice, but yeah, you still you and still kind of follow it. Bow. That's a little exaggerated, but the, I give the it physics of that won't little, really work. But out. it's the fucking matrix, and it's but they, exploding. they are like, masters of the awesome. physics in this world. That's that really good. Fighting. But I, why are you swinging this, fists at each other when you control the physics yeah, of this throw, world? Swing buildings. buildings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, this cool. this is kind of something I I thought of like, and the rest okay, of them like, huh? In, that's in the fucked. Matrix, are they actually f- fighting in the Matrix, or is this the physical representation of them hacking each other? 
I, 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 I think of this, this as point, them I, inside I another paradigm. I don't uh-huh. think this is what if you videotaped their fight would look like. Uh-huh. I think this is their their fucking. They're both jerking off as they fight each other, and this is what they're both imagining. <laughs> I like the idea that they're that they're you know they're hacking. I mean that's basically what what the entirety of the Matrix. Oh, is. I love that's that. Look at that. That's, that's so cool. cool. That was a, uh, like a jet over the water. It was practical. At least God, this movie rules. <laughs> I thought that shot was a little silly, personally. But well, that's the kind of shot you see in TV. That's I'm that's like a not, lightsaber movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matrix, is this, the Matrix Revolutions is silly. Fuck you. Is this the same? Um, I don't know. It looks almost like the same set where he's fought Seraph. It seems like something they'd fucking do and be like, "See, we made a good movie." Um, uh, I don't. I don't think <laughs> it's supposed to be. No. Changing the curtains on the <laughs> swamp house there. I've got some land in Florida. I'd like to sell you, Mister Wachowski. Oh. You know what? I'm I'm even sitting here. I'm like, I'll listen to him talk. <laughs> All the others need to shut up, but I'll listen to him talk. He's got that know insane. He's saying, you but... know how someone can raise one eyebrow, yeah. or then some people can raise both, and you get that insanely sharp mm-hmm. V shape out of the eyebrows. Hugo even was born with that face, and he can still raise the eyebrows. So he basically ends with the Johnny Five eyebrows yeah, vertical <laughs> thing. The guy fucking raises his eyebrows halfway to the back of his head, man. But his eyebrows are his head. Nice little callback. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll give it that. Sure, we are again. All, I like his reaction. I'm like, I like. He's like, oh yeah. Again, they're great at the callbacks. They're great at the touches. Yeah, it's just the overall the broad structure. Yeah. yeah. Well, even even yeah, something I, I haven't. Yeah, if they about structured that, this think, well, man. Yeah. yeah I, There's like 500,000 Agent Smiths outside, really bored, wondering what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> being like, hmm. Should we go? I, I do wish want a sandwich before they, this before the world ends. Let's get a sandwich. <laughs> I want pastrami. <laughs> I, I do wish they had done a little bit more, at least in explaining. There, there's got to be something there, but wasn't explained very well. Smith's motivation here, when he says, you know, the purpose of life that is That was a digital end, leg, by the way. He just kind of reacted, yeah. and they put in a digital leg because he can't kick it's, like that. Anyway. It's a little cheesy. I wish they went into a little bit more about his motivation. I guess you could say it's something to do with nihilism, but it's, it's, they don't really go too much into it. There's, if, you know, if I really wanted to research it, maybe I could have, but I think they, that's something they could have done a little bit more with. I tell you what, if like like that shot through the rain, there was something very old school about that shot. Like the 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 really heavy rain coming down in front of Neo through the hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I just saw that. I'm like, that looks like something out of an '80s movie. It's and green. then I was like, it's green. The lightning yeah. is green. It's clearly the Matrix. Wait, if what? Some, the lightning it's is wh- green. Here's oh here's where it's kind it's, of it's, like, it's, the main, it's not like they're gonna blow up that fucking rule. It's the it's, <laughs> they're now they're selling to us. It's green. It's the Matrix. This is um, this gets better. Earlier on, they they made a whole rig so they could basically kind of roll around and and sort of punch each other. I guess it was kind of like UFC because UFC kind of hot actually. Well, because UFC, if you if you go to those kinds of fights and stuff, it starts off kind of cool, like they'll throw a kick or whatever. But pretty soon they they're kind of hugging each other on the ground and kind of doing these tiny little punches towards each other's heads, and that's what that basically was. But in in all three axes, right? Because they were just kind of tumbling upwards and not really doing any choreography. That's, that's cool, cool as hell. Very anime. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets more anime towards the end Definitely. here. Um, early on, they were just like, "Yeah, we'll have them fight," but then they were literally—I mean, I, it's almost um, one of the rare occasions. Oh, like wings. Um, it was one of the rare occasions where um, uh, it was—it uh, may have been worse to do it practically because they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna basically put them on a gyroscope and fucking spin them <laughs> and and punch each other while we do that." And it's okay, like okay. Jesus Christ. All right, here's my problem. This Maybe is the this- cornered. From the first, the end of the mm. first one. Maybe this is a metaphor for them just hacking each other, and they're not actually whatever. But if that's the case, if it's just a giant metaphor, then I don't know 
how I will know when one of them wins or not. Right. What's like real? That, that moment right there, they're plumbing it's a, it's into a the shared earth. metaphor. Well, that's a problem. If it's a if it's a metaphor, then when does it stop being a metaphor? Right. <laughs> you know? what, what are the rules of this universe now? Because okay, this is the Matrix, but essentially it's an entirely different universe now because Smith has changed all the rules. So what are the rules? How do I know when one has won and right. what, if the other is one? Right. It's the same problem. When you piss off Agent Smith to the point where he doesn't understand what he is anymore, <laughs> that's when you've won. <laughs> you break him. Oh, dear. Why? Why, Mr. Anderson? Why? I did like that bit. He's, it's he's, a good speech. He does a great performance. Just his, his genuine confusion. He's like, what, the what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. And, of course, you know, part of it is fucking Hugo Weaving just tearing yeah. it up. Yeah, he did a good job. I, I, in fact, I think his – my favorite part of it, the, the, the best line delivery, he's just like, why get up? Like he just says it so naturally. He's just like he's, – he's genuinely – it's not philosophy anymore. He's right. like, I, I don't understand. Why are why you, are you doing up? this? Yeah. There's a genuine <laughs> just, human activity underneath all the philosophy. Yeah. But now he's going and giving us an algebra lesson again. Mm. But but bless him, he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly they clearly uh, uh, put the rain on a weight loss regimen or something there because <laughs> it's much easier for him to talk now. Actually, uh, my understanding was that was the thing. It was like they were basically drowning the actors every time because they'd be yeah. like, oh, welcome, Mr. Randleton. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, they have to... It became like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. They just didn't work after too many takes. Yeah. They really they got, have they to... They got waterlogged. They really have to fucking enunciate the... Because I choose to. That's a good moment. That's that's he, that's great. He, I just if, want him. To, the, I just want him to up and rate. Like me I almost up. feel like I wish that was the only thing in the Matrix that was like that. Because if that were it, if it were just because I choose to, I'd be like, yes, you know, that would be beautiful. Oh, I hate this shot. I really I do. Like oh, it. Yeah. Why do you hate but it? I love. I don't know because the rain doesn't look right because they're not long like that. And then this is just so like, Come hey, here. look, they're CG people. It's like, nah. That's pretty damn good. And it's pretty bold for like. We want the CG people it to be hold at 120 on a frames level, per second. It, it, oh, it, right. it, it holds up. It's just kind of like I don't know. It felt like they were trying too hard. I guess that was but just that the, was the, that the, was another moment where I just I laughed, and I'm not sure that was supposed to be right. my my reaction. Hmm. Well, it is something like you know what was the significance of that punch? Although, although to be fair, again. I think the Wachowskis did know that that was funny because they because I, I heard a, a story from like one of the executives or whatever they, they 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 were like we want you to make a Matrix sequel and they went in and there's there is a a, a famous picture I don't remember what it was of some guy getting his like his face punched like that and hmm? boxing match. yeah a boxing match or something and there was a, a real picture that the photographer had been like a genius and caught it at just the right moment that the guy's face was all distended and fucked up and it was just as it hit him and they they just brought that picture in and they're like this is the movie we want to make and all the all the uh all the guys are like okay <laughs> you made the first one so fine yeah fact, exactly it's like, fact, rick, it's like rick mccallum being like huh in fact uh, in fact yes? i i heard that from um I didn't hear that from, but I, I read it in an interview with John Gaeta. In fact, he said he's like they, they have a sense of humor about this thing. That's like that's how they pitch the Matrix sequels and blah blah huh. blah. So they have a sense of humor. They know it's funny, yeah. but the question I, is yeah. how much of it do they know is funny? I heard they even toned that down. Like it was even more. His face was even more jumbled and stuff. They're like, all right, let's dial that down a little bit. I buy it too because 
you you hit the the like the the head. I mean, you see it a lot with with uh, the mouth, especially, and that's why it's so hard to get it right in CG because it's not attached to anything. Like the sh- the stuff on your head is kind of loose. Like if you hit your head, you'll see the whole thing fucking misshape itself before it comes back into place. Oh, and there was the uh, the tagline: "Everything that has a beginning has an end." Mm-hmm. It's like cyclicality, I believe. Mm-hmm. Although that's actually not cyclical, because a cycle doesn't have a beginning or an end, technically. Well, that's, you have to break the cycle. Eh? Or I not guess. at all. Did he break <laughs> the No, <laughs> I guess he... Yeah. <laughs> eh? 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 Fucking like elbow in the Take side. Take that. Did that work? <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Everybody got that? <laughs> I love how nice. the color correction somehow grabs a hold of his stubble and doesn't let uh-huh. go. I've always been... I've always <laughs> his been, hair will be black, <laughs> but his stubble will be green. I've always been a little confused as to why they put the top of the frame like right at the eyebrows. I don't, it's, I don't it's know a consistent choice, that. though. It is a consistent choice. I just don't understand it. Well, it's that, I mean, generally when you're drawing a comic book character, you're you're most vividly focused on the eyes and the nose and sometimes the mouth. But why put but it you never, up there? But you never it's care a, about it's the a DP never, thing. Oh, the forehead. You, you don't never care about the forehead, forehead or the hair. Eyebrows, yeah. And it's funny because Weird Al Yankovic, that modern American actor, he uh, <laughs> refers to the eyebrows and forehead as being the most important point of the actor's face. I would agree with that. Every, you know. Well, yeah, you would. Well, I'm sorry, douchebag. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know, it's just an interesting... I guess they try to get the whole face in, is basically what they're doing. And look, more wings. And then they put a cross over his chest, in case you wouldn't get it. <laughs> because we're all retarded, apparently. <laughs> Film is a visual medium. Shut up. <laughs> we saw it when he put his arms out and yeah. his legs down. We didn't have, need them to and, superimpose well, and when a glowing they said one. He over... was Jesus literally in the first one. Yeah. But, Whoa. yeah, it's a cool image. I like it. Looks like somebody ate some cheesecake. What up is in there. going on? What is happening? <laughs> he's Did he lose? He's, he's general he, grievous. So, he loses on purpose. Th- that's, the see, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. He lo- he wins he, by losing. He mm-hmm. he basically the only way he can destroy Smith is to let Smith assimilate him and destroy him from the inside. Essentially, like he Keanu did in gets. The first or, I'm sorry, Neo it's, gets into Smith and changes him from the inside. Yeah. M- much it's, like he did with the first Matrix. In the first I mean, Matrix, we're seeing essentially Smith the same jumped thing, into him. Or no, he and, that, Smith. and it is interesting, by the way. I mean, we've we've made made a lot of hay about the color, so we might wow. as well make uh, make a big deal now. All of those effects in the Matrix are white. They're not green tinted. They're white. I don't know what the oh. fuck that means, but they are. I'm just pointing right. that. Yeah, I guess that's true. The thing is, the obvious choice would to make them Neo, kind of green. Yeah. Neo here is, you know, he was just connected to the. To the source, he was connected to the Matrix itself. He wasn't hacking anyone. And then anyone. it is he was done, because just in case we missed the Jesus thing the last 20 <laughs> times. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say he's connected to the source. So it, it, it has to do with everything. The whole the whole series is about, you know, it, you shouldn't be fighting this war. You should be, you know, living together. And so right. instead of, you know, he has to stop fighting it and, and accept this uh, dark side of himself. Um, and then... Once you you know you can't just defeat the dark side of yourself, you can only accept it, and then you can conquer it. So there's the metaphor there. So it's and like the, Richard Simmons' workout video. Huh. Uh, sure. He used to be fat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but in the in in you know, sci-fi I, terms, he he was connected to the source, that therefore allowing. By the, the way, by the way, I think this is a little men. premature. He runs in and screams, "The war is over!" It's like well, they could no, just be no, going no, back no, no, for no, reinforcements. No. But when I first saw this, I thought he was going to be in there screaming, "He saved us!" And then the wall would blow up or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's a little early to be concluding that the war is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's they did go away. I but... think it's more for us than 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 right. the people of Zion. 
Audience, audience. It's I over. think I think that's the main thing. I think I, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're they're always so aware that they're talking to us, and they're kind of talking past the characters all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, well, the, there's still got to be the wor- the story of what the characters are doing and what's happening with them in their world, you know. And I and I feel like they avoid that. They 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 basically just kind of discount that, and they're like, we don't whatever. Of, they'll be fine. We're, we're gonna go. We, we you need to understand that we're we're on Nietzsche here. All right, right. turn to chapter six. <laughs> if you're still back on on Kant and four, then you're, you're way behind. All right, and it's like, come on. The, hu- the when you get right down to it, the human behavior is not justified. What these people do, it's and very it, inhuman behavior. It's very, and very it's, inhuman. It doesn't feel like they're going for that as often as it happens. Right. You know, it would make sense if it's like, oh, the machines are more human than the humans and whatever. But it's like, I don't think they're trying to do that. I think no, they're no, trying they're to not. make us care. <laughs> they're trying to make us care, but they're not worried. They're not concerning themselves with human behavior and what human beings would really do in this situation right. if this were really happening to them. Which they got right in the original, which is right. why this is so frustrating when they right. don't. And that looks like some kind of deep sea. Or this, that looks like uh, lice, doesn't it? Like little <laughs> dust mites or whatever. It's important right here coming up in one second here. We have the image of the lotus. Uh, which is a very important symbol in Buddhism. Um, the lotus is representative of uh, uh, enlightenment. The lotus begins as a, a root uh, in the mud, then it sprouts up through the water, and then it blossoms above the water. Um, it's interesting that the ma- the new matrix huh. goes kind of blue, by the way. Um, and we actually saw, we physically saw the cat jump back and forth. That was, yeah. that was a nice touch because mm-hmm. you don't real. it's not done in a way that I, you think you... It jumps out at you. I, I, well, I still thought it was a little bit much. I still yeah. thought it was like, like, oh, because there's still a cat, <laughs> because that's the only way they can demonstrate this to us. They, you know, they don't trust us to it's, understand it. So is the idea so that this, this is version eight of the Matrix? Right? I guess version so, yeah. seven. No, well, no, he was. There were six before him. He was seven. This was seven. So this is version. So eight. this would be version eight. And here it is. Uh, you well, can, uh, uh, they talk about change. It's change she can believe yes, in. Am can. I right? <laughs> anyway. You guys didn't see this at home, but when he said, am I right, he raised his hand to an invisible friend for a high five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of us. We're all here. We're all within arm's reach. Am I right? Hand in front of his face for a high five. So this is very important. The Matrix wasn't destroyed. Not every- They didn't free everybody all at once. Now they have the choice of whether they want to be free or not. The ones who... Say, hold on, the Matrix is crap. I want out of here. They're going to free them. They're going to... And the machines that want... They have a public out. option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's totally... It's, that, that's the and thing it's, that it's was kind important. of frustrating to me. It's like, it's like they fight this whole war and they're like, so what do we do with the humans now? Nah, free them. What the hell? It's well, like, it's, I'm pretty it's, sure but, that's but not how not, the Civil it's not War everybody, went. But it's not everybody. It's the ones, the ones who are fine with living life as a lie. They're, they're the ones who aren't ready. Leave them in the Matrix. The ones... Let's say, this is crap, I want out. Well, they are free to be out. now. Another interesting it's... comment on religion, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they, well there you go. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> it's the thing. It's it's the same. It, there is the, the, the Christ uh, uh, metaphor in there. There are many, uh, you know, back then who believed that, you know, the Messiah would conquer the Romans and all the oppressors and say, finally give us our own land and when and. Jesus showed up. He was like, "Hey, I'm all about love, and and you know, you gotta do you this get, yourself. You you, you, I'm, he's like, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here to be like a warrior king. I'm here to be like you guys like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's, I think you know, that's great. He, um, 
you know, Neo gave is now given everyone the choice of whether they want to be a part of the Matrix. Now, now they can be free if they want. The same as as you know, Jesus. You could say right. he didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. free. Uh, he didn't you know, free you know everyone. He said, that, you know "Now I'm giving that. you. I'm giving you the choice of of." Um, oh, by you, the way, you know they yeah, wrote that page of the script and were like, "Yeah." Fuck yeah! Yeah, they rule. She's us. Woo! Uh, by the way, yeah, we didn't talk about Navros, but Don Davis, one of the one of the great fucking battle uh, anthems of of filmmaking, I think, right here. Uh, I got it. Latin. And, I know. I used to know what it meant. I, and I I gotta say, I'm um, I'm happy that this isn't didn't become as overplayed as Duel of the Fates did. For a little while, it looked like it was getting there, but but they Brian William Fenifter, I. I actually will give this movie more credit in at least its pot- potential than I would have given it before. Um, it's easy to it's easy to get mad at someone or disclaim a movie when you're not right in front of it. But this movie does offer a lot of insanely cool sequences. It, it's a nice platter of things. It's just a buffet. The the right yeah the buffet analogy works perfectly. It's like it's a nice nice series of things that are just not put together in the right way, and. Uh, were they? It would be a much better film, and th- that potential exists. And I'm willing to give it more credit for having the pieces than I was before. Michael Berkman Scott. Yeah, I think I'm actually in the same place. Like, I'm not. I'm not coming out of this as I have with other movies, being like, I hate it even more now. But um, it's. I'm actually. I, I'm actually looking at this and like, you know, that's it's. Oh, it's just the Matrix Three. Man, they they. By gum, they tried, and and you're patting the movie on the head. I am. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a little pat on the head and being like, "By golly, you'll get there someday." And um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think there was there were a lot of pieces there, and and ultimately, yeah, it's not it's not so much anger as disappointment. I think as like it was, and 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 like you say, I'm even willing to give it more credit, but that's almost even more frustrating because I'm yeah. like, so you're even closer than I thought that, you were. You were that much closer to really hitting on something, <laughs> and, and you still and didn't you get there. Didn't quite, you didn't quite manage to bring those pieces together. So I guess Jesse um, McTeague. Someone's name was Jesse McTeague. There. James McTeague. James McTeague. James. Who directed V the, for Vendetta? He directed V for Vendetta, and he's directing Ninja Assassin, as a matter of fact. Interesting. Um, but um, yeah, I guess I guess that's where I'm at. I'm like, well, I actually. Um, I'm actually not infuriated right now, so for my part, that's a plus. Wait, is, him, him. Wait, no, he's he's the outlier. He's <laughs> the class. For my part, this is Teague. This movie, I've never had a severe. You should have just stopped with. there. For my part, this is Teague. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a severe problem with this movie. I love The Matrix, and I had no problem with Reloaded, and I hadn't. I didn't really have a problem with Revolutions either, and that's a pattern in my life where I don't discern the potential of movies in the face of what seems to be a unilateral opinion about them. I just watched it and I was like, this fucking rules, and I was really happy with it. And the more I read literature on it online about the nature of all the little anal- analogies and the connections and the correlations and the... You know, ping, woo! Exactly. Anyway. Right. Turn to page seven and we'll talk about Faust. Like, it's the best thing ever. That shit where it's just, just like, exactly. It just dismisses me. I was, com- I was completely with it <laughs> and I had no problem with this movie. And to the, I mean, even now, we just watched a two-hour movie and it didn't... It felt like about two hours, but it didn't drag. It didn't have a bad vibe. It, it you know, in fact, the problem it, I that think you tra- it, once I you think turn the off first... the dialogue, the movie's probably way better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why we like it better because we didn't have to listen to that. Yeah, shit. <laughs> when we wanted to tune out the fil- the philosophy lessons, we could. Yeah, or maybe we were, were just being we're too just, fucking hard. We're watching the, the visuals and we're like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, um, and not having to listen but to Keanu part, Reeves be confused. For my part, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, while not. Not stellar sequels, definitely not Empires or Godfather Part 2s. They are adequate sequels, and I have no problem showing my kids the Matrix trilogy, not the Matrix. Matt Hinksman, Lank, 
Talk to us, baby. I read a great article a couple of years ago that said, um, this guy said, we all have problems with each movie of Star Wars. And he basically his thesis was that we hate Star Wars. We all hate Star Wars and we all complain about it, but we all love the idea of Star Wars. Now, that's my apologist way of saying, I know this movie isn't perfect, but I love the hell out of it. And I love what they tried to do, even if the execution wasn't the best. I and and even when I was researching and reading about this article, like, oh, this is why this happens. Like, wow, this movie is like so cool. And I just want to go by, go back and watch it again. The the broad strokes I think are really good. Um, and to, to be fair, that that article was basically citing people's objections to the prequels versus the yeah. originals. So, but anyway, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I I it's a, it's still great, love. It's a great setup, but even though the pay, even if they don't hit the payoff the right way, they don't do the payoff the best way. Yeah, and I still I'm not appreciate saying, the setup. And I'm not saying this was a bad film. I love this film. It's one of my favorite movies ever, and my you know one of my favorite trilogies. Um, but uh, oh, crap, I lost my train of thought. Oh, fuck the idea. <laughs> the idea of the Matrix sequels. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I love them even if you know I'll I'll be the first to admit they're not perfect, but I still love them. I love what they what they did. Cool. I think they could have been perfect because the first movie was. This, so. this is a t- this is a commentary of acceptance. I, I hope I, I hope I at least I didn't do the the greatest job of defending this movie, uh, but I hope I at least. And he wrote so much. He just steamrolled <laughs> I, right so over. I'm many sorry. Many <laughs> <laughs> you, you about to, I, I hope I, I you at least fight for your airtime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hope I at least some people. I got some people to go. Hmm, yeah, all right. Hey, you got hey, you got us both yeah, of us. You got both so, of us to look know. at it with. And these guys I, I are hope. assholes. Yeah, <laughs> and we just look for reasons to hate things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, until next time, you can always find more of our commentaries at downinfront.net. You can find us on iTunes, subscribe, listen to every episode you want to. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash downinfront. And every week we do podcasts will be delivered straight to your door if you subscribe to our iTunes or our Twitter page. And until next time, my name is Teague. I love you, Christy. And I'm Brian Finneter. I'm Mike Scott. This is Matt uh, Lank Hinksman. And this has been Down In Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Trendsinyourhead.com.